It's so stupid, it's positively brilliant. Yep, Charlemagne the God. And results. I know y'all hate when we eat on the podcast. So we just to eat off the mic. We just giving you what you hate early to get it out the way. <laughs> okay? Now today's show is brought to you by the BT Hip Hop Awards. Yeah. Premier Tuesday, October 8th at 8, 7 Central on BT. Hosted, hosted by, by Hosted by My guy, our guy. Little motherfucking Duval. Mm. Duval! Y'all are very late, BET, but you know what? I guess, you know. Better late than never. Better late than never. I mean, it is the black entertainment. No? It late is. jokes? It okay. is. It is. Little late jokes? Late jokes? <laughs> late jokes early? 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 Late jokes Hip Hop Awards for more. And trust me, you do not want to miss the opening of the BET Hip Hop Awards, okay? Trust me, all right? Lil yeah. Duval's my guy, so you can trust me on this one. We are supporting. We are watching, as Charlamagne says, as a family. Uh, the uh, This episode is also brought to you by whatever uh, better help, okay? Whatever struggles you are facing from depression to, and anxiety to trauma and grief, better help can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient you can schedule secure video or phone sessions as well as chat and text with your therapist. And... Anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code IDIOTS. So why not get started? Simply go to betterhelp.com slash idiots and fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor you'll love today. All right, let's start the motherfucking show. Yeah. Uh, we got any church announcements? I know Andrew, <clears throat> Andrew, you was in Australia, right? Yeah, I was in Australia, man. Thanks to everybody who came out to the shows in Australia. That, that was absolutely insane. That was a, uh, you know, to... to to touch on something we are going to get to later on the the podcast, a humbling experience, man. We we had uh, literally we sold out every show uh, while we were out there. We added shows. I mean, it was it was really really fucking cool. It was cool to go out there to Australia. Australia is an interesting place, closest place I've ever been to America mm-hmm. in terms of culture. Like even more American than Canada. Really? Yeah, they are American as fuck. But you're thirty. It takes thirty hours to get there. What does it say about me? And, you know, we got my guy, Ryan Holiday. He's one of my, my, my favorite authors. You know, he wrote uh, uh, Ego is the Enemy, Obstacle is the Way, Trust Me, I'm Lying. Uh, I read his Daily Stoic every day. Um, he's got a new book out called Stillness is the Key. We're going to get into all of that later on. But I, I, want, I want Ryan to jump in on this. And, and Andrew, tell me, what does it mean about me when you tell me you went to Australia and the first thing I want to do is ask you, how was the pussy? <laughs> Ryan? Because I'm living vicariously <laughs> through you. You know what I'm saying? Ryan, <laughs> talk to <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw some kangaroos. Oh. I'll tell you about that. Okay. Um, no. So it's not the pouches I want to know about. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a relationship, bro. I'm good. I was good. Oh. Yeah, I was good down under. Okay. White yeah, men yeah. don't cheat. No, white men do. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I ain't gonna set that bar that high. What does that mean to me, Ryan? I feel like, what does that mean? Uh, it means you're fucked up, man. Really? <laughs> Damn. I, I imagine the pussy's the same pussy in all places you in think? the world. I think, I don't think pussy changes that much. Change by region. Yeah, I mean, only dicks apparently grow when the color changes, but but pussies don't get any different in size. Have you noticed that in your experience? 
What do you mean? Like Brian, you mean I various think we've got women? Your daily stoic for tomorrow. You mean like various women? Yeah, like I yeah, don't think, yeah. Some are like, a little more like, shallow than others. You've noticed shallower pussies based on race. Yes. Really? Race. Who's size. got the shallowest to you? Probably <laughs> Caucasian <Trend> lightly. women. <laughs> Trend lightly. No, probably Caucasian <laughs> women. Charlamagne says white women got the tightest pussies. They say tight. I said shallow. When you shallow? hit the bottom, you can hit the bottom easier. Oh, when wouldn't you hit the speed bag. Wouldn't it have to do with like average height? If, if there's a race component here, we'd be like, what? What's the smallest? The people who are typically the smallest. Uh-huh. That's where it's going to be the smallest, right? Yeah, but a baby. Short- no, it's usually the, it's usually the opposite. Okay. It's usually the shorter ones got the biggest pussy. Not bigger, but proportionally speaking, shallower. No, deeper. So deeper. But the taller ones and the bigger ones usually have more shallow. Why? Why would that ever be that way? I don't know. That's just been my experience. So you you don't think it's tall girls trying to front like they got a small pussy because they know they got a big one? They're like, oh. How do you do that? <laughs> like you put a little bit in, you're like, oh, it's so far. Right. Like, got any ideas for your next book? <laughs> <I'm just laughs> <conversation. laughs> penetration is positivity. By Ryan Holiday. Positive penetration. <laughs> penetration is the key. By Ryan <laughs> Insert the key. <laughs> but, but you had fun in Australia, though. Dude, Australia was great, man. Yeah. We, we, we met fucking kangaroos and koalas and uh we had a good time out here there like the people are are great that's what i'll say the experience is if you go to australia you're not going there for like the art or the music or anything like that that's not the culture that they provide whereas like you go to france you're gonna go to some fucking museums and shit and see some old paintings but uh but for Australia, the people themselves are the culture. Yeah. They have like nicknames for everything. Yeah, they shorten everything. It's like sunglasses are sunnies. sunnies. Yeah, they just and avocados, like, avos. Yeah, you know, it's breakfast. crazy. So transgenders would get offended over oh, there. Is what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> I have one come to my show. In Australia? Yeah, yeah. She really they got them in Australia. Oh, dude, they got them, bro. Wow, yeah, for sure, dude. They got them. This one, this one was there. She, she was I from think, there? Yeah, she listens to Brilliant Idiots. I think. Wow, salute to you. Play. Yeah, but it was cool, and she loved my uh, tranny joke. She was like, I agree with you on that one. I had this. What that is short? No, I, yeah, it was it was short. But I also had this one about how Caitlyn Jenner could transition back with a wet wipe, and he was like, uh, or she was like, she was like, I'll be honest, I'm one of those trans people that could transition back very quickly. I need the context of the joke. I don't understand. Meaning, like, she doesn't look that much like a lady. Like, if you just oh, she just took up the makeup. Yeah, 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 got you, got you, but got this, you, got you. But this trans chick had a great sense of humor about it, and she came to the show, and it was it was just yeah, it was just awesome. Don't you I think that's really quality, man. What's that? If we all can make jokes on each other, like they're not they're not harmful, they're not we're not trying to offend. We just fucking with each other. Like if I can't make, I make white you, jokes I to shows, you. you make black jokes to me. We make Shit. jokes to our gay friends, gay friends make jokes back to us. Like why can't we do why that? Why you point at Dwayne? <laughs> Actually just pointed in the middle. I did, I point, I, there's a neutral area right there. That's the gay area. <laughs> I just pointed at that neutral area. The gay area is there. But I'm just saying between Dwayne and Alex. Don't you think that's the that's the key to getting to true equality? Well so that's the problem is we the way we've taken it now to mean is that we think that saying something offensive is something that is done to you, right? So it's like you say something and you can perpetrate an offense on me. Now, you, people can certainly say shitty things, mm-hmm. but the reality is it takes two to be offended, mm. right? Because so Epictetus, one of the Stoke Fosters, he goes like, whenever you're offended, you have to accept that you're complicit in the offense, right? Because think about it. It's like, you can say something and then I can decide that you're joking or I can decide like, 
he is a trying to attack me as a person and I have been harmed by this. Mm-hmm. So society, what we, it's, it's a weird thing we do to people that we, we, we think are like sort of a, a minority or a, a, a unprivileged group is we say this person is incapable of not being a victim that mm. they are in inha- like that they are incapable of deciding to laugh at like it's kind of probably trans people or or actually probably just like uh white people with nothing to do they're like she shouldn't have laughed at your joke like, oh, yeah. sh- like they want to yeah, yeah, yeah. take the sovereignty of that trans person mm-hmm. away from that's why I thought the Comedy Central roast with Caitlyn Jenner on it was it's awesome. Great. She was, la- she was. They were, they were like, "You're a true equal. You got up here just yes. like everyone else. Got your balls busted. No <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. And and like, uh, and that's that's what life is. That was a good one. It <laughs> <laughs> was a good one, Ryan. Okay, was, was you up there? <laughs> I really feel like that's the that's the key to true equality because you think about the things that bring people together. What brings people together? Humor. 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 Food. Food. Music. Music. music, that's it. And drugs, okay? <laughs> all right? Those are the things that bring people together. Not all music. And so what does it say now? That's true. Not I, even all music. No, you're right. No, Not I all was, music. I was at the New York Philharmonic last night. Mm-hmm. Have you been to the New York Philharmonic? No. You haven't been there? It's just like that orchestra. Have you been to it? This is where Jews go before they die. I think they take one <laughs> last step. And it's, this is their last experience. They're, everybody there was 99 years old and Jewish. And I didn't see anybody that wasn't white or Asian. White or Asian, that's nobody else. Asians were half of the ones that were playing the instruments. Unbelievable amount of Asians playing the instruments. And it was what now uh, listen, maybe I'm not cultured. I don't know. Asians are booming in the instruments nowadays, though. Oh, they've been booming. Asians are playing <laughs> no for real. Asians are doing opera. <laughs> they fucking with them uh the keyboards now. Am I like am I getting no, this strings? Right? Strings, violin, bro, strings, cello. Well, opera. Yeah. They big with opera, but I'm continuing. I'm they sorry. love it. And um Dude, it's like one long song, bro. It's one long song with like an intermission. And then it feels like you're just listening to the same song. What were you doing then? I took my girl. I, I, you know, it was like, you got to do But isn't dress it weird up now, music-wise, yeah. like we're also going like certain people aren't allowed to make different kind. Like you can't do that because that's cultural appropriation. Or you can't do this because... Are Asians allowed to make? Well, that's what's so funny is we can go, of course, Asian people can perform like white music. But like if I was to, if someone else was to go the other way, that's not okay. Good question. I mean, you know, should we get these Asians out of this uh, Philharmonic? (laughs) <laughs> How does Philharmonic feel about it? I don't even know what is Philharmonica. I don't know. Yeah, they're stealing. They're stealing our. They're culture. stealing our fucking culture, man. You know what's so interesting about that? Um, everybody gets mad at cultural appropriation. Like people try to make it like it's just a a hip hop thing. Yeah, but no. Just, just go back to earlier this year when Lil Nas X came on the scene with That's that true. goddamn Old Town Road. Country people was like, fuck no. Which Not, country people? They was like, this ain't country. Go to those country festivals. They were listening oh, to no. it. He, he eventually won them over. But initially... At first, they were a little like, what is this? They wouldn't, even, they, that, they wouldn't even label it country music. They wouldn't put it on the country charts. But that's the chart people. You'd think all the people boosting those streams, making it number one, didn't like it. They he kept playing the it remix. over and over again. He needed the coastline. Billy Ray. That's what did it. That's what did no, it. No, he was not before Billy Ray. That's why Billy Ray did it. But see, I Billy think, Ray did it to say fuck them. I say think, fuck you, country motherfuckers. But it was already number one before Billy Ray. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. What I, was it charting at before Billy Ray? Look, look that up. It and was, shout out to it was a big Brown because he got the get up or whatever. You know that song? No. Oh, that's another black country hit. 
What is it? Black country banger, bro. Hold on, let me get my phone. To get up? What I think is it's like, look, like we don't need a term cultural appropriation. It's either it either sucks or it's good. Like yes. we already have a term. It's bad art, right? Like yes. it's it's either it's either done well, like in, in Lil Nas's case, and it's good, or it sucks, and that's why it's offensive, not because like white people <laughs> shouldn't do it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Right. Like I think people go like, oh, Elvis uh you know, Elvis stole like, you know, music from black people. It's like Elvis was also paying a 90% marginal tax break. <laughs> uh, like that's what taxes were back then. It's like, it evened out, man. Like, oh, yeah. you it know went what back I mean? to like, some folks. Yeah, went, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, it, I don't know. It, these well, people just want to complain, to. dog. That's what taxes were back then. What do you mean? Break it down. The tax rates in the, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s was like 90% over like a certain amount. Of, like the idea that like Elvis was just like taking his all for himself. It's like, what are you talking you about? You think he was going to live in Memphis? It's the only place he could afford. But was it going to black communities? Um, yeah, a little bit. No, it wasn't, right? I mean, when you when you divvy up the taxes, right? It's like the whole point of that is for wealth to help the point. To help the point. What I'm saying is, he wasn't like raping the earth of natural resources that yeah, like yeah, nobody yeah, got yeah, yeah. but him. You know, like yeah. that's successful. It was already a hot 100 song in the world. The this is yeah, yeah. It was booming, but it did number one was Billy Ray. What you know about this, bro? I just need you to get real loose. Get Have I heard that? Grab your loved ones. Grab your loved ones, guys. Or your love partner is pro- that's progressive. That's progressive. Alex Dwayne. You know, you know, you know why, you know, you know why country slaps though? Because country got soul and country got stories. Yeah. As long as you got soul and stories, man, you can like transcend through mad motherfucking demographics. But I also think the similarity between country and rap is like, it's all, these are all personas anyway. None of these yes. people live on farms. They don't drive. They're yeah, like, it's talking characters. about preacher, preacher daughters and like, it's like, you didn't do any of this it's stuff. It's wrestling, bro. Yeah. Let it be wrestling. Just like rap is. 100%. Yeah. I don't know, bro. You go to Nashville, this shit look very stereotypical in some some places. That's what I mean. But that's bro, what Nashville, I mean. It's a character. Nashville it's, is like Hollywood for, for country. Country guys. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, fake lips, fake tits, the whole thing. I love Nashville, by the way. Amazing city. But it's not like Preacher's Daughter, like you're trying to think. It is, it is like it is Hollywood. No, yeah. it's Sunset Boulevard. But I agree with you about the cultural appropriation thing. It's like, like, what do we think about, okay, what do you think about that Trudeau when he put on the uh, blackface a million so times? So that's not cultural appropriation. That's just stupid and dumb. You know, I mean? like, why are you dressing up like a, why are you, like, what you're saying is that you think black people look like this and they don't. Well, they do look more like that than his skin. <laughs> sure, but what I'm saying is like, why right? are you saying that what they look like? Like to me, blackface is offensive for a couple reasons, and you should say well, it's really offensive. But it's offensive because one uh, historical it, it, implications, it, it, historical implications, yes. and you're just being you're you're you don't actually know what you're doing. You're just being ignorant of that. And then the other thing is that it's cartoonishly presenting these traits, which is what a Halloween costume is, right? So, sort it, of. It goes to your like, point about bad art. Yeah, to me, it's blackface bad. is bad art. It's yeah. whack, but like, it has a historical uh, implication, right? Which is there were a time where they didn't allow black people to be in these movie roles, and they had white actors put blackface on them, and then even satirized them more and made them these cartoonish. It, it wasn't even that they would, would didn't allow them. It was the fact that they looked 
at black people with such disgust, they would rather pretend to be one yeah, than have sure. one actually in yeah, a play right. or something. Well, and, and I totally. think you're also saying that, like, okay, if I want to be Jay-Z for Halloween, that Jay-Z's primary characteristic is his skin. Like, if you were going to be Bruce Springsteen... If you were going to be... No, no, it's not. Like, if you're going to be Bruce Springsteen for Try Halloin, to wrap those why songs would you need to make color. your skin white? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Bruce Springsteen is the bandana yeah, 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 and the yeah, yeah. and the guitar and yeah. the beard and the hair. Like you can, get the, you, you can get the essence of it. Yeah, you know what I'm so. I, think, I think that's the problem. Is we're going like the the the. the the costumes are really mostly in bad taste because you're saying the essence of the person is their skin color. No, but it's a part of it. It's I like, love this conversation. It's close to Halloween. Let's get into it. No, I'm not it's, a, it's like if you're going to dress up as the Hulk, you're going to be green. Look, here's the, I guess what I'm trying to take the away Hulk from, skin matters more to the the, to, the, the if you're the playing the Hulk, the, the green skin actually matters more than playing a black person. Right, because you can't put on some short ripped jeans and no shirt and they not put the green skin on. That's yeah. it. You know what I mean? That's what so that's what I'm saying. Like you're so a fucking like, Burning Man. Say <laughs> <laughs> again? No, who was he trying to be? Do we know? I don't know. Jafar or something? He was trying he was to... At a, no, he, was, he wasn't was trying to be black. He was trying to be fucking well, Arabian. No, he had a bunch of different ones. ones. He did black ones. one where he was oh. this Jamaican singer and he like performed it as uh, Oh, I didn't see Jamaican. that. <laughs> I mean, my biggest issue with him is not necessarily that he did it, is that he fronted to be this like woke guy for this whole time knowing full well that yeah, he the was just is the problem yeah, you were you were being hypersensitive and attacking other people for things that probably that came from done. a less worse place yeah. than what you, you nothing wrong with that unless if you acknowledge it if you acknowledge that you used to do this fucked up shit that's what my, that's Malcolm X right yeah so if have you, the empathy for those people who yes, do as well yes, like, listen yes, you yes. don't know that you're gonna regret this 10 years from now yes, so let yes, me just talk to you yes. and it's like but he didn't say that he's like how could you what are we gonna do I don't even wanna say that um what it was, uh, I, don't, I don't want to say he tried to remove like the word male or, or man from certain job positions. Like he was on this fake, well, not policeman, yeah. it's police person, yeah. not fireman, it's fire oh, person. God. All this stupid fucking shit. But, uh, but it's an interesting thing because if you remove the historical implication, are some you know, faces okay. Like blackface, you can't do because there was that history of oppression. But brownface, when he's the Arab dude, like, could you do brownface? There's no history of not letting brown people into the movies and putting on brownface. If if blackface is the only reason why we can't do blackface because of the historical implication, can you do brownface? I've only seen it accepted once in my lifetime, and that was when Robert Downey Jr. did. Tropic Thunder. But by the way, I didn't know he was playing a black person. But that's blackface. I'm saying brown. Like, if if you were to, act, could you do Latin face? Where but you so become, I think what you're like, could you do Latin what, what there needs to be, or could you, could you do J-Lo face? What you know there what needs I mean? to be like, is new. Like what you're talking about is nuance. Like when is it okay? When is it not okay? And yeah. the problem is culturally we've gone like, if you do this, you deserve to die and you should be run out of society. Like the problem right. is we just have no ability to have nuance. And what we've really done is we've, We've weaponized it. So it's like, it's a mechanism for taking people down um, who we haven't been able to get rid of by like other means. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question, Ryan. I agree with you. Let me ask you this. At this point though, like if you do something like that right now, this Halloween, you know what the reaction is going to be. You know what the backlash is going to be. Don't you kind of deserve what you get? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, it's almost not the, uh, it's not the fact that you're doing this thing that might be racist. It's like, where have you been? Right. You yes. know what I mean? Like how yes. out of touch are yes. you that you don't get that yes. we're like, hey, this is not, it's like, it's almost for me, it's just the judgment of it. Like right. you just have general but bad judgment that manifests itself. Aren't you succumbing to the outrage? You know, like, I, look, I understand the blackface thing and I can accept the historical implication, but not every race has gone through it. Like, like, for example, if you look back in like Shakespearean times, did they allow women to play the roles of women? Right. No, it was dudes. It was dudes that played the roles of women. Yeah. Right. Wait so, a minute. 
That sounds to me like the first transgenders. Oh. We don't know if they, we don't know. Romeo and, and, and Jules. That's what I'm saying. Romeo and Julio. I'm just saying, we don't know if they were actually just pretending to be women or they identified they as like women. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 they were pretending, but it was because they didn't let women act. They refused to allow women to act, right? Just how they refused to allow black people to, to act, act. right? Mm -hmm. And so it's wrong to put that face on. Should it be wrong for a guy to dress up as a girl in a Halloween costume because of what women endured during Shakespearean times in in the acting world? People it's the same so, exact logic, like, right? It's like who cares? Like, I don't give a fuck. No, no, I'm but I saying, also that's feel what I'm saying to people, it's like, why are you so? If a nine year old kid sees Michael Jordan and that's his hero, or Kobe Bryant, or Kyrie Irving, and he's like, I want a fro and I want dark skin just like him, I think. But that's where there's I no think racism in that. It's, I don't think there's racism, but I think that's where the parent goes like. Hey, like you really like Michael Jordan, but what you're, you, what you should be seeing in Michael Jordan is not primary. We should be teaching a colorblindness in the sense of like Michael Jordan's defining characteristic is not his blackness; it's his airness. It's, oh, by he the way, want to be him because he's black. That's just part of what he looks like. Just like his hair. But these you, are just yeah, aspects. That's it. All you yeah, gotta do is get a Bulls uniform, yeah. some Jordans, and a ball head. As far as what we're trying cap. to teach, we should be primarily teaching that, like, look, the the skin color. That that's to me the big problem I have with this. It's like I thought race was supposed to be becoming less important, but I feel like we're just talking about it. All the time. I feel like all of this shit, racism, sexism, Let homophobia. Me ask you a Somebody breaks into your house and yeah. the cops are like, describe them. Are you yeah. going to be like, tall, uh, brown eyes? What else do you know about them? Uh, you know, you had hair. What else? Uh, that was no, pretty no. much it because I don't really see anything. No, no, no. I don't you see don't see I don't see color shit is, is annoying and lame. But I, what I just mean is like, we now talk about how your blackness is your pro is is somehow like the main thing about you but to mm -hmm. me it's like for and and I just like oh, I don't see color but it, to me it's like one of the least important things about you just in the sense that like whatever my height is uh is probably like 30 on the things that are important but if you, you were 76 though mm. you know what I'm saying sure 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 but that would if I was 76 that would probably have changed the trajectory of my life in a bunch of ways that might make it more part of who Yeah, it'd be people with Ryan Holiday jerseys on this fucking <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> with white <laughs> I actually do have to roll this My side. guy. Thank Ryan, thank you, man. Appreciate you. Right. My, my no, issue isn't whether it's like, it, my issue isn't whether we should be aware or shouldn't be aware of it. That's not it. Of course we should be aware. We should be sensitive. The issue is, is it hateful? And I don't think in all times it's, it's hateful. I think if you do it now, it's hateful. And I'll tell you why, because, yeah, like, I just, you have to be aware. You have to know the temperature. Like, if you know people are going to be offended by this shit, there's no real reason to do it. It's like, it's almost, it's ego when we talk about Napoleon, sure. right? Like, if there's an actual but are benefit to what you're doing. Like, can you name a single blackface movie? Black? No, I, wasn't, I didn't grow up in that <laughs> time. Hold on one second. You're oh, white. No, I, well, you're I, white. You have to. I didn't grow Dwayne, up in that time. Can you name a single blackface movie? So it's like we have all these people that are being offended on behalf of a time in cinema where they don't even know a fucking movie or or can or has but even it, seen but a it's movie. This, it's a context. It's the same reason you don't walk around with a swastika on your shirt. You well, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because but, but I'm American. We fought against them. Still, but why would I walk around with a swastika on my shirt? And if some we people, fought in, more it's, it's people in America them. that that rock swastikas all the time. Well, they plenty should go to, they should go back to fucking Germany. Plenty white nationalists and white supremacists use the swastika as their motherfucking logo. Yo, what I don't understand is how you can be 
proud to be an American or whatever that bullshit they front is and wear the logo of the country that we went to war with. You're a traitor, yeah. in my opinion. It's like, yeah, yeah, are you yeah, a Decepticon? Yeah. Are you an Autobot? Pick yeah. a side, fam. You can't front like your Autobot. You walk around with a Decepticon shit Why on your shoulder. Why do they do that? Because they're fucking idiots, these people. We're, we're dealing with people who are hypocritical idiots. Clearly, they hate Jewish people more than they love America. Right? Because if, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you loved America, you wouldn't fuck with it at all. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yo, we went in there and we bodied motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, Same thing with the Confederate flag. That's the loser flag, you bro. Are a, you are a traitor. If yeah, you're wearing yeah, yeah. a flag, you're a traitor. As simple as that. And I can't fuck with you because you're a traitor. Stop it, Lulu. It was our history. No, it wasn't your history. They invented the flag after your history in the South existed. That's why I never understood. bullshit. In Charleston, South Carolina, where I'm born... When they took the flag down off the state house lawn in Columbia, mm-hmm. people fought for that flag so fucking much. Like they was out there wanting to fight because they were taking this flag down. I'm like, bro, Dylan Roof just killed nine people. You know what I'm saying? And was bro. was praising this flag, and it's the flag of the loser, dude. It's the loser. <laughs> it's the one that was anti-America. It was going against America. We have fought a war to reunite the the union or the nation, if you will. It's just so stupid. But that's the thing that people don't see. And then. They've been fed this propaganda that that flag represents their Southern culture. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Southern culture existed way before the secession of the South. Yeah. hundred. I, I mean, culture, it's yeah, a rhetorical I mean, it's, question. Of I mean, course yeah, it existed. Of course, as long, if the South was there, yeah, they had, a, they had, they had a culture. This yeah. is, so this is a flag that is that was made up to have these kind of meetings. So we don't, look, I don't want to get too into the flag thing, but... Um, I just find the cultural appropriation, not the cultural appropriation, the the, the blackface and kind of cultural appropriation thing always interesting. Like, I need a, the better argument for blackface would be, why would you want to do it? That's mm-hmm. my question. That's what I want to know. Like, like, why would you want to do it? Because that's talk- what the character looks like. No, there's something else going on. Is there if you're nine? Well, like for Trudeau, I'm using Trudeau as the example. And Trudeau was at an, at the, he was at an Aladdin theme party. But here's the thing, right? You could Arab- maybe Arabian maybe Nix. make an argument to me that you might. I don't want to say stumble into doing blackface, but do blackface once and maybe not realize the full implications. I wouldn't believe it, right. but you could make that argument to me when you've done it three times that we know of. And this is something that will be a conversation later in the show. To me, that represents a compulsion. Why does yeah. this guy want to dress up in blackface so much? Yeah. He's committed to playing a character, just like the character he's playing right now. This phony woke bullshit. Well, yeah, but- he is a complete fraud. Why anybody takes that guy seriously is besides myself. Like, like, I, like, like, if you play black, if you dress as Black Panther this year, right? Yeah, you don't have to wear blackface. Get the mask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's just not necessary to the costume. Even if you want to play a basketball player, you got the whole uniform, you got the shoes. I know exactly who the fuck. Wear you the warm ups. Wear the warm ups. Cover as much of your skin as possible if you want. <laughs> I am going this year as um, I'm wearing an Avengers Endgame quantum suit. Right. There was no black people other than fucking War Machine who went back. I'm so, not, I don't want to be War Machine. <laughs> so who are you going to be? Nobody. I'm just going to be in an Avenger that had on a quantum suit. I'm not wearing a mask on nothing. I just have on a quantum suit. You know what that is when you see it. They went back in time to get the, the Gathering the Infinity Stones. I don't know if that's, that's it. I don't know if that's going to hit, bro. You came through last year with that. I was the Iron Man. You, but you, you yeah, committed, Yeah, bro. before that, I was Black Panther. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But even with Iron Man, I didn't put white skin. That's fucking Iron Man. Yeah, but you had the you had the face on. Eh. Matter of fact, when you took the thing off, I was like, "Are you a black guy that stole Iron Man suit?" <laughs> but no, that happened before. <laughs> Wait, what? That's what I mean. War Machine. War Machine wears the Iron Man suit. Oh, I thought he gave it to him. 
Well, he made it. Oh, yeah, nobody stole it. You're right. Somebody had to steal the suit before. But either way, yeah. I'm going as an Avenger. There yeah. was the only black Avenger that went back was War Machine. Right. I'm not. You don't want to be War Machine. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, that's the quantum suit. You're going to see it. Oh, that's the quantum suit. That's the suit that they went back in time with to get the Infinity Stones. You know what that is. It's the number one movie of all time. Right. That's it. Yeah. I don't have to do anything else. Yeah. I guess, I don't know. I guess people are going to be offended. I guess, I guess some of the things we got to recognize is like, I always think this about myself. Like, what am I told to be offended by? Like, how many of these decisions am I making myself? Yeah. And how many of these decisions are being made for me? Yeah. Right? Like, you know, like, uh, like when, when people were calling, like what you guys would call like white people mayonnaise for a while. And like, there'd be all these white people on Twitter getting so upset. Like, how can you call us mayonnaise? And I'm like, hold on. Is that, is that going to bully me into feeling like I should feel a way about that? Or is this just a joke and we should all, and we should all just laugh at these jokes? You know what's so funny about the mayonnaise thing? And maybe, maybe this is why people do blackface. The only reason I constantly keep saying mayonnaise is because I know it makes people mad. And to me, it's the most ridiculous shit. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not a, it's, it's some shit I made up. That's not even a slur. Yeah. You can't say that's a racial slur. Yeah. It's fucking mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So the fact that that yeah. bothers you so much, yeah. I'm not stopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're mad at that, yeah. and by the way, maybe that's just some, I, No, it doesn't bother me personally. I know. Oh, you're saying you, though. Yeah, just in general. You, yeah. And I know it's some bullshit because in high school, I was the same way. If I said something to you, I was so upset. Yo, oh. we, used to, we used to call this guy Peter Pan. Why? Who knows? <laughs> oh, because when we used to say Peter Pan is dead, he would get mad. Oh, and by okay. the way, he was autistic or something. He had a, like yeah. a little something, so it yeah, was wrong yeah, yeah. to yeah. do that. But yeah. still, it was funny because yeah. we couldn't believe that saying Peter Pan is dead would enrage this person so much. Dude, I just thought of something right now, and this could be crazy. But maybe the reason we have so many school shootings now. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> hold on. I think I'm onto something. Hold on. Maybe the reason we have so many school shootings now is that they separated the autistic kids, right? So now we're like bullying the normal kids that can go get a gun. Mm. But when the autistic kids were in our class, we would just kind of make fun of them and they were autistic. So they didn't really learn all of it or they didn't really By care. By autistic, we mean mentally challenged. Whatever they were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Retarded. The, right? the R word. We can't yeah, yeah. say, that. you can't say that anymore, but back in our day, <laughs> oh. they were called the retarded kids. Yeah. They were, it was, it was Capital a, R. That was the name. So, mentally retarded. Yeah. So the retards, we would make fun of them. Right. He just came and, back from Australia. That's why he's shortening everything. Don't, take, <laughs> don't be offended. Continue. And we make fun of them. Now the, the kids that were like nerds, but they were normal enough to get a gun. They wouldn't get the onslaught of joke. So they weren't feeling bullied enough to go get the guns and then go kill people. And then the tardies, their parents would never let them close to a gun, so they'd never have it in the first place. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason why we had no school shootings. We need to bring back the retards into the regular class, right? So we can make fun of them, so they'll be the, you know, the the post. I don't know what that's called. They what were never it? in the regular class, Schultz. If you think that they were right, if you were in the class with them and you think that was regular, you were in the class too, bro. Was I, was I a tardy? They weren't in the regular I class. I think I was a tardy. And the reason I know that, because I failed one of those standardized tests one time and I had to be in the class they with them. They put you in it. That was torture, because I was the guy teasing them and then like, oh, see, that was karma for real, for real. Did they Voltron? Uh, like, I got choked out. Together? I got choked out by one. Salute the fish. fish. But can they communicate with each other like whales do? Like the They use those kind of like sounds and I shit? don't know. Did you did you notice them having some sort of communication I do outside know, of English? No, I tell you one thing. I remember one time being in the class. I was in the trailer, and uh, the same dude, Peter Pan. I'm teasing him. Peter Pan is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd whisper it, yeah, yeah. and we just sitting there, right? And he go crazy. Ah! Yeah, so the yeah, teacher's yeah. like, "Yo, 
What's up, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you? And then he goes, what's the problem? They won't leave me alone. And she goes, who? And I didn't even know he knows my name. He goes, Larry McCalvey, the big nose idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know he was paying attention like that. And he said my whole name, Larry McCalvey, the big nose idiot. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, so, I don't even know the fuck we, why we even talked about that. This time. What were we talking I about? I think that was the, that's the way you stop school shooting. Oh, you I was bring in the them class. back yeah. in the class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that it's just trauma, bro. I think that when you see these guys that grab these guns and they go shoot up people, it's just hurt people hurting people, bro. Yeah, but maybe the autistic kids and the retards can handle more trauma than us weak, just normal folks. I don't believe that. I, I got choked out by a mentally retarded kid in right. high school. Yeah. I told y'all about that when I used to tease him every day and used to tease him at the Kingdom Hall with me. Yeah. And he never used to say a word. Yeah, he don't and care. And then one day I walk by and let one of those jokes fly and the next thing I know... Sleep a hole. That's it. That's it. Sleep a hole. What was that? That that shit. What's that shit called? Uh, Satori. So you got you felt that Satori. Yeah, that breakthrough. That light. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was almost dead till he let me go. Another dude named Fish. Fish grabbed me one day and just there was the fence around the track and it was like about five and a half feet tall, maybe six. He picked me up and put me on top of that fence. Yes. And just held me there for a while. Dude, that's and he it. just the the, the the fence shit was, was just sticking me just enough. He was just like. Pulling you down a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Little bit. Just letting me know I can pull you through this whole shit Mortal to. Kombat style. Yeah. So they are, they're aware. They're like elephants, bro. What do you mean? You ever see like the people there in Thailand, they're riding the elephants and every once in a while, some ch Instagram chick is taking a picture on an elephant and every once in a while, an elephant will let her know, hey, I'm letting you take this pic. Yeah. And he throws her off of him, right? That's them. They're like, hey, we're letting you be in our class. We're letting you make these jokes. But careful, because if I have to go full elephant, I can stampede your ass in a heartbeat. By the way, all jokes aside, yeah. where are they? Who? The mentally retarded kids. They're having the fucking time of their life, bro. Are That's they still in school? Serious question. I'm not, I'm not even joking. I want to know. Get on SoundCloud. Let me know. Are they still in school? Because back in my day, it was the trailer, the short trailers in the back. Right. The short buses they used to be on. They used to eat lunch before everybody else. Does that still happen? Not sure. Chris, do you know where they are? No answers. Chris I got know. no answers. I don't know. Listen, we don't know. And, and anybody who's offended by this right now, you don't know. So shut the fuck up. Yes, we're Nobody not trying knows. to be offensive. We're having a conversation. We're trying to learn about these people and where they go in society. Who takes care of and them? By, yes, because by the way, when I was in school, they couldn't even get out of school until they were 21. Is that right? Yeah, they used to keep them in high school until they were 21 years old. I thought you were at 18. You're a legal adult. I don't know. Maybe that was a mis maybe that was a rumor. Mm. I thought they kept them until they were twenty one years old, mm. and then they let them. Then they let them out. They freed them. Yeah. Where are they? I don't know. I'm not exactly. I would sure. love to talk to somebody who is like a functioning member of society now, but in school they were in the mentally retarded classes. class. Yes. You know what else they had back in the day? That I remember. I remember the EH classes. EH was emotionally handicapped. Which I think is so interesting why it's so hard to get SEL in schools now. Mm -hmm. Social and emotional learning. When back in the day, they had emotional... They would label people emotionally handicapped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So clearly yeah. they had people in the schools that were trying to teach them to deal with their emotions. So why is it so hard to get SEL passed in schools now? I didn't know that it was hard to get it passed. Yeah, it is. Really? I, mean, I mean, they don't even really have it. So you're saying there's no program in this school? Well, it, we had what was called a guidance counselor, and if you were going through trouble at home or some shit, trash. 
Really? No disrespect to the guidance counselors out there. Maybe y'all are better now. When I was in school, they did nothing. You know how I know they didn't do nothing? Why? I can't even remember none of my guidance counselors' names. And did they, they guide had, you, though? Did you have some clearly like, not. with them? Clearly not. They nothing. had no impact on my life whatsoever. I, if you ask me any grade from elementary school to right. middle school to high school, I can name different teachers, you know, even principals who had an impact on my life. Guidance counselors did nothing really? for me. Maybe you didn't need it. Maybe you were, maybe you had good emotional health. Or maybe you um, were presenting as if you did, but you were compartmentalizing it and keeping it all in. No, back then I was very much so, I, I was a very much so a f- attention seeker. Right. And those people often don't go to the guidance counselor. Who goes to the guidance counselor are the people who are like quiet by themselves, no yeah. friends, they smell bad. Yeah. I think the guidance counselor is basically like, yo, is something fucked up happening at home? Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Uh, do we have to make sure that you're eating? And like, at least back in where I was from, it was like, you got to have some emotional issues or there's like a language barrier. A lot of like kids who immigrated to, to, to the States mm-hmm. and like they didn't really speak English that well. The guidance counselor would like make sure they're understanding what homework they had to do, et cetera. Yeah, I don't listen. No disrespect to the guidance counselor. I'm just saying, I don't know what the fuck y'all do. Yeah. No, maybe y'all do something better now. Yeah. But back then, y'all ain't got me nowhere. Yeah, I think you know what I'm saying? I didn't get none to. of that counseling. Yeah. It was all discipline. It was paddling from the principal, ISS. You got hit? What? Dude, how old are you? Mr. Barnes. Mr. Barnett. Two of the most notorious paddlers ever in Berkeley High School history. Now, when they're hitting you from the back, right? I don't like how you said that. Because <laughs> it wasn't a Catholic school. <laughs> I got your Jehovah's Witness right here. <laughs> so when they're paddling you from the back, right? Do they ever catch your ball sack or do you pull that up? No, nah, I didn't have a big long. My, my balls have definitely started to hang more as I've gotten older. They weren't hanging like that back then. Really? No, 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 not at all. Every day was a cold day for me. Interesting. Yeah, they were tight up tight, close tight, to the body. And then you would hold them up so that they wouldn't get caught with the paddle. I didn't even at all. think about it. Now, when when you're getting hit with this paddle, right? Are you are you making sounds? Are you trying to like thug it out? I can out? break down the whole Please, strategy break it down. for I'm you. Fascinated okay. By this. Mr. Barnett uh-huh. was No, Mr. Barnes was black. Okay. Uh, Mr. Barnes was black. Well, Mr. Barnes had a, a a defective hand. Like his hand was nubby. So it was, one of his hands wasn't a fully formed hand. Mm. It was like a nub. And um, Would he put that on the children ever? No. Not that I remember, but he used to paddle with the other hand. Right. You know, and Mr. Barnett, big boss hog looking white man, like Dukes of Hazard, like right. sturdy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely was an Corn offensive fed, lineman. Yeah, yeah, man. Southern white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he had a big, thick paddle. And he cut holes in it. So the air could go. Oh, wow. wow. He had an aerodynamic paddle. So yeah. this motherfucker was a psychopath. He was yeah. strategic, he right? He wanted it. He really wanted it. We quickly learned yeah. you don't want to get paddled by Mr. Barnett. So what do you do when you get in trouble? Please don't take me to Mr. Barnes. Please, whatever you do, don't take me to Mr. Barnes. Please don't take me to Mr. Barnes. Please, man, Mr. Barnes hits too hard. Please You're don't take me to Mr. Mr. Barnes. Barnes. Going to Mr. Barnes. Oh, you manipulated them <laughs> yes. into getting the paddling you yes. wanted. Yes, and Mr. Genius. Mr. Barnes paddle was so fucking Soft. weak. Limp wrist. Oh, my bitch God. Bitch-ass Barnes, huh? Uh, I'm, I'm not calling him bitch-ass. I don't know if he's still alive. And I, don't, I still got to go to Mouse Corner. I don't know his family. You're right, you're but right. I don't know if he's a bitch-ass. But right, right. Mr. Barnett? I mean, he beat kids for a living, but sure. That was, the, that was discipline. Wouldn't his wrist be stronger because it's the only hand he could use? It wasn't. 
It wasn't. It wasn't. think he'd have a powerful wrist. It wasn't. Yeah. I'm telling you, Mr. No. Barnett was the guy. That's my wife. Mm. What's up, baby? I love how he picks up when his wife calls. All right. Mr. Barnett was the guy, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Mr. Barnes, Mr. Barnett was the guy that would hurt you. Mr. Barnes is the person with the light paddle. I don't even remember how we got on this subject. Okay, so you're saying you manipulate them in getting to Mr. Barnes to yes. paddle you because yes. you're trying to stay away from Mr. Barnett. Yes. You let him paddle, paddle you with the limp wrist. Yes. Oh, we were talking about discipline because we didn't, didn't have the guidance counselors. Yes. So, yes, those were the two that used to discipline me, and we had a strategy. We would act like Mr. Barnes hurt so bad, so we would go to Mr. Barnes, and Mr. Barnett was actually the motherfucker that was bringing the, bringing the funk with that goddamn paddle. Really? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And you think on some level they enjoyed doing this disciplinary act? Hmm. If a man cuts holes in a paddle because he wants that paddle, he wants the air to go through that shit and hit you, absolutely. And you got to think about how we are as adults, mm -hmm. right? You don't think they sat around and had a couple beers and laughed at people? That would, yo, we had, yo, I've seen Mr. Barnett hit people, like literally be on this side of the room and guys would jump across the desk. You know what I'm saying? He like literally. In front of other students? That was the torture. Wait a minute. <laughs> the torture was sitting there waiting, like, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? And you had to try to put the strategy with that too. Do you want to be first? When he, you want to be when he's tired. Yeah, you, you want to be, be you wanna, if, it's, if it's three or four of us in there, I want to be fucking fourth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it had to be a strategy somewhere in that shit, right? And then it was, you get three paddles or one, depending on. on the offense. So, oh, okay, this is crazy. So, so that one might be the whammy. So you're like, I'd rather the three because he's going to make it you don't know. He's going to divide that power. Yeah, you, you, it's, a, it's a it's a tough it's a tough thing to deal with, bro. Well, I, I think about that now, and I think about the trauma that shit caused, bro. I used to see some fucked up shit when I was a kid. Like even I had a teacher named Miss Freeman, fourth grade. Uh -huh. She used to fuck us up in class, like literally fuck us up. Like she would grab kids, drag them across their desk, like shake kids. Like she was an abusive ass motherfucking teacher, and I don't think none of us knew any better. I really don't. Would your parents be okay if they knew that there was a teacher beating I, I, you? I don't think so. And I've seen her do some foul shit. I remember it was. How would uh, you react? We just used to watch. It was like, almost like a, it was almost like one of those things like you just keep your head down. No, how would you react Today. if you found out that there was a teacher doing this to one of your daughters? I'm going to do that to the teacher. And if it's a woman teacher, my wife gonna handle that. <laughs> They're gonna, she, you gonna get fucked up, and you going to jail. Isn't I, don't, that I, don't, crazy? I have no, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Okay. Like, it's certain things that I have no problem going to jail over. It's certain things I have no problem losing some shit over. That's one of them. So let, so this is an interesting discussion. There was a time in our lives mm -hmm. where beating someone else's kid was. Not only acceptable, was considered the right thing to do. It was part of, I don't know if you would call it a curriculum, but it was definitely, a th it was a part of it the school. It was a disciplinary act in school. Boom, there right? you go. That's the okay. word for it. We've gone past that, right? We've, we've, we've realized that there is an error in our ways, and that's not what you're supposed to do to kids, right? Sure. We acknowledge that at the time, it was okay. Yeah. And at the time, it was the thing to do, parents would go in and be like, oh, I'm sorry my kid was such a pain in the ass. I'm sorry you had to beat them. That was back in the day when they that, that they really took that it takes a village shit serious. What, right? So, But what's interesting is now we realize it's bad. Are we going to go back and cancel Mr. Barnes and Mr. Barnett and Mrs. Fields? Like, do we go Ms. back? Ms. Freeman should have been canceled. 
Because, because hers, it wasn't in context. Mr. Barnes, Mr. Barnett, it was in context. Okay. You, you, you get in trouble. Okay. Go to their office. You get a paddling. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I think the parents had to actually sign something that says it's okay for you to paddle my kids. Ms. Freeman, the shit she was doing in class, no way. And when, when I think about that shit now, I would, anybody who had Ms. Freeman, uh, Whitesville Elementary School, fourth grade teacher, I would love to know if y'all remember her fucking kids up. I would love to know that. If you, you can remember. You went to Whitesville Elementary Whitesville School? Whitesville Elementary School. And after that, did you go to Mayonnaise Middle School? <laughs> and Hellman's High School? <laughs> Whitesville Elementary School. Gilliard Road, baby. So I guess what I'm trying to say is we acknowledge that behavior changes over time. Why mm -hmm. is it so fucking difficult for that to be acknowledged on Twitter? Like, there, I mean. Yes. Boom. I, I just I don't understand that. it. Like, I don't understand that either, bro. And all of us, like, all of us had parents that were hit at school. My parents were hit at school. You you were probably hit at school. I was definitely not hit at school. No? Parents, though? 100%. Yeah, 100%. So it's like, we know that this shit changes. And here's what's even crazier. It changes at a different pace in different places. In New York or Philadelphia, they said, hey, stop beating kids at school way earlier than in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. You know what, man? I agree with you, and I wonder this. Has culture really shifted? Or there's a new culture called social media that makes us think everything has shifted. Meaning like... I think I know where you're going. Meaning like... We, we know, this, we have conversations all the time amongst yeah. each other and yeah. we use certain language and certain words and we Ooh, laugh and we joke go on, and it's go on, never go a on, problem until we motherfucking present it to somebody else and then somebody else says, oh, that's wrong, that's fucked up, you don't, we don't do that no more. I remember vividly when we was doing Uncommon Sense and I tweeted out something about the word female. I was just like, yo, you females, such and such. It wasn't nothing derogatory, it was just like, it was literally like, yo, females... Look good. So, I don't know Female, what it was. We're not an animal species. Yes. And I had <laughs> never heard that shit in my life. I thought I was being trolled. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally thought I was being trolled until you start having conversations. Like, no, you're not supposed to call women females. I'm like, since fucking when? Yeah. Like, we just stopped calling y'all bitches. Yeah, except we, female. You know what I'm it's saying? pretty fucking good. <laughs> like, and I understand why you don't want to be called bitches. I understand why you don't want to be called whores. I don't understand why you want to be called but sluts. Female. Those are slurs. But female, the word that is actually in science books? We've been checking male or female on all on these the census, yes. for years. How the hell do you think we thought about words? What the? F that shit. But that's what I'm talking about. No, no. Shit like you're that. A, you're, what, what you're trying to say is... Twitter has created a completely separate culture than the one that we exist in. Or social media has created a separate culture than we exist in. Twitter and social media is kind of like the workplace. You know when you're at work in a corporate setting? There's certain rules. There's certain Absolutely. rules. Absolutely. But we understand that those rules exist only at work because we assume that you don't have a camaraderie with some of these people and we just need to make sure everybody's comf comfortable. So we're going to heighten the rules just to make sure everyone's secure. And we're going to make people act abnormal. How you act at work is not normal. It is abnormal. Hello. How are you? Nice to meet you. Nobody goes, I feel my most comfortable, my most self at work. Right. Right. So Twitter now has the same rules as work, which we acknowledge is abnormal. Nobody gets around their friend group and continues to act like they do on Twitter or at work. The second that you get out of work, you're like, fuck, glad that shit's done. What's up, word, dog? Fuck word, you, word. you're a dickhead. Suck my dick. Da, 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 da. Right? 
I guess what I'm trying to say is we're canceling people for standards that we do not keep in our life. Yes. At all. And we know we don't keep it. Justin Trudeau out there canceling people for shit that he's done. Yeah. All these Twitter woke people that you and I know that are super woke on social media and in real life, not keeping the same energy. And that's and by the way, in that shit, like Ryan Holiday is going to talk about this later. Um, well, maybe no, he didn't. I talked about that with him earlier. But I had a conversation with him, and he was talking about how, like, the, oh no, we did talk about it. How you present one way, mm. but you're really living another way. Mm. So you can never truly have peace. You can never truly have stillness. And I've been saying this for years before I even met Ryan Holiday. Eventually, that other way, it's gonna catch up. It, it now he's gonna catch up. It's gonna take over every fucking thing. Mm. It's gonna take it all over. See that with Bill Cosby. You know what I'm saying? You see that with an R. Kelly. You see that with an Harvey Weinstein. Whatever you were doing in the motherfucking dark that was foul, it don't matter how you present. Mm. That shit is going to catch up to you and it's going to overcome you. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, so, so at what point in time do we start going, at what point in time do we start giving some pushback? At what point in time do we start going, yo? I don't think we should push back. Okay, 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 go on that. I think it's- But you, what I mean by pushback is like, um- Push back to this like fake regulations of how we should act that Twitter. Is I don't think we should push back. I think okay. I, don't, I don't think we should care. Ah, so don't I'm give it any with you. oxygen. I don't think we should care. I don't think that's what. Uh, I don't think that's what giving your real opinion is about. You know what I'm saying? I think that if you um, like matter of fact, there's this quote. Uh, okay, yeah, Satori, right? No, that's not Satori. Yeah, by focusing on what's obvious or by sticking with the first thought that pops into your head, right? So you know when you get to Satori, you're not focusing on what's obvious anymore. You're not sticking with the first thought that is in your head. So if you've actually thought about something, if you've given something some real thought, right, and you actually have an opinion that can, I don't know, make somebody else look at the situation a different way or somebody can learn from it, give us that. Mm. But if you're just giving us your first bullshit thought, your first bullshit observation, even when you're outraged, right? Because what you just talked about, you just talked about people feeling like they should be outraged at something. So you see a word and your first thought is, oh, that's wrong. You haven't even given it any thought. Someone to told if, you to feel that way. Yeah. Does it really bother you? Have you given it some thought to see How to make it, you call does it female? bother you? Exactly. Who told Who you told that that's you offensive? That? You didn't think of that yourself because every time you checked off the sentence, you weren't upset. Absolutely. You didn't return the sentence to the, the United Absolutely. States government and go, I'm not a dog. I did something yesterday, man, with a, with a group of people. And it was actually very fun. But in the midst of it, mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, this whole shit is profiling. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this whole shit is profiling. I'm getting excited. But in the context of what we were doing, and I was saying this, and as I'm saying this, people are laughing, the audience is laughing, we're all laughing, then it became a running joke. Because yeah. that's all it is. What was it? Can I can't talk about say. It? Okay. I'll tell you after the fact. <laughs> but it was in context, yes. it wasn't bad. And when you're actually, when you're actually playing this thing, right? You're playing this game, and you're like realizing, like, yo, some of the some of the profiling is accurate, <laughs> but then some of the profiling is totally off. So you can see how mistakes can happen, yes. and you can see how uh, she can mistakes can be prevented. Meaning, like, if I see this person and he looks like he may be. A school shooter based off what I think school shooters look like. Right. White guy, tall, scraggly little mustache, long black trench coat. That's a school shooter. Are you describing what I'm wearing today? Um, you and you and a little mix of you and Columbine. Okay. But that's the school shooter. You know what I'm saying? But what if he's not? Right. What if he's just a fucking 
tall guy with a scraggly mustache and a long coat. You know what I'm saying? He's not bothering nobody. But you might actually profile him and pat him down. He really may have a gun on him, so he may be right. So it could go either way is what I'm saying. But you got to throw something up against the wall to see if it motherfucking sticks. Because we all do it. That's all a cop's job is to profile, by the way. 100%. So we're asking them to be perfect at profiling. Yeah. And it's hard you to can't be walk through. You can't, you can't walk through an airport and have signs that say, if you see something, say something. Because the way I see things it might be, be different, different than the other person. Yeah, yeah, You're going to see a lot. There's going to be a lot of saying. I think Taylor looks suspicious as fuck. About, but I know her. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, excuse me. If you didn't know her. Oh, yeah. You would profile her. Oh, yeah. What would you think that she was doing? I'd just be, who is this little short, like, you know, tiny hand person? <laughs> just... Mean mugging. Mean mugging. Yeah. yeah like dude. they're up to something. Yeah. Now you're plotting. She's yeah. Plotting. She's yeah. up to something. She's got it. She's got a hustle going. She's up she's to got something. A hustle going and she needs to be watched. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. Hey, by the way, that's all yeah. it takes sometimes, right? Watch her. Watch her. You don't got to arrest her. Don't bother her. Just, Just this. Want, that's, that's it. That's it. Just right here. That's Keep it. an eye. That's it. Keep an eye. Observation. That's all it is. That's it. Okay. I mean, listen, I'm not against you. I think. I, I I rather agree. I think we have like a natural function on our brains that profiles. Like, how often do we do this with chicks? Ah, uh, she's prude. Nah, she's down. She's bad. Yo, I bet she gives great head. This we do it all the time. Now we're not doing it strictly on their race, but we're doing it based on maybe the way. <laughs> Alex was going. Eh. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> 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 Maybe some races give head better than others. It's no, a possibility. Listen, the beauty about the world we live in right now, everybody's profiling each other, yeah, whether we, we realize it or not. Be profiled. Yeah. Like when you buy a watch that's worth ten thousand dollars, you are asking people to profile. I you. do that all the time. Buy I, watches for no, no, ten thousand. No, 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 no. I I look at people's watches. Oh, because you own a watch. Yeah, I just, I just like when I when I see. I don't, I'm not gonna say when I see it. I think to myself, I. He's somebody. That's it, dude. I, but I do when I see a certain watch. Especially, I can I know how much it costs to say, all right. I wonder what he does. I, I wonder what I she am does. hundred percent. You know on, what I'm saying? You, on that's yes. what it is. I'm not gonna say it's there's somebody. I just you wonder, wonder what they do. Pay for it. There you go. But that's what yeah. we want people to be asking. Yeah. Right. Like when we wear a twenty thousand dollar watch, we want people. When we wear super expensive sneakers or really exclusive sneakers, we want that question to be asked. That's the funniest thing to me about like. Uh, like gangster rappers getting involved in like the the police brutality thing. It's like for y how many albums are you gonna put out where you're like, yo, we're dangerous, we're menacing, and then you're gonna go out and be like, why do the police think we're dangerous and menacing? I mean, not only that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's just like I mean, not like, not you think you're dangerous and menacing because you fucking sing about it well, all the time. And That's not, why. And not only that is you know you say you on top of that you say fuck the police. <laughs> you say fuck <laughs> they, might, they might they take that away yeah, yeah 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 but i guess what i'm saying is we ask to be profiled just as much as we profile 100 percent, right we I bring it on ourselves I, that's why we get so mad at i mean at least at least from i can only speak from a black perspective that's why we get so mad at other black people when they do fucked up shit because you're like we already go through it enough absolutely white and, people there's so many white people that they don't they, they you can't marginalize them right you know what i'm saying like you might can marginalize them by region you know, if you're in a certain city, you might know something that Canadians, I don't want to say use Canada, but you might know something that people in Arkansas do. Oh, yeah. We judge people in people Alabama in different do. places. Yeah. yeah. The South judges, Northern Yankees. And, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think uh, 100%. I wonder if girls, Taylor, do you, is there a way to dress single? So, so there's no way. Taylor where, definitely like, looks single right now. <laughs> there's no now, way. I don't know where, if you did that on purpose. 
<laughs> is there is there any way that like let's say you're out and you want to be approached? Not saying you dress like a hoe, but like, is there a way where you're like, I would like a guy's attention tonight? And it doesn't mean that it has to have your boobs out. You know what I'm saying? I was just talking about this with my friend. Like, I would say for females in a way, I get killed for this. Whatever. Like, certain regions of where you're in the city, like, you could tell a hood girl from, like, someone that's kind of has. Does that make sense? Like a bougie girl from a hood girl. Yeah. Most bougie girls are nothing but, but hood girls but, but who got a good job. I'm just saying though, like what? Most bougie girls are just are girls from the hood who just got a good job, and now they think they're not hood no more. But they still ghetto as fuck. Yeah, they. Which is sexy. But I don't know. Like they'll if I go in the hood, especially in New York, like you tell. Don't nobody you think you bougie. I'm not saying me me being bougie, but you could kind of tell like, oh, she like in the trenches. Yeah, because you got on camouflage. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you look She's like you're ready for wallflower jacket. Of how they do their hair, maybe, and everything else. You're saying that you can you can discern if if a girl is ghetto or not based on the way she looks. More so how she dresses. How she dresses. Not looks physically, but how she carries herself. I think white ghetto looks worse than black ghetto nowadays. I think white ghetto is like, what's the rap? What's that chick that used to rap? You know what I'm talking about. That was on uh, Dr. Phil. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Leazy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, cause, you know, because to me. No, not they, Bad Bunny. The other one. Uh, Cash Me Outside. There you go. No, that is Bad Bunny. That's, no, it's not no, Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny's is a Latino a artist. Bad Baby. Bad Baby. Yeah, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Barbie. I'm simply saying is, Bad she's she's ghetto. Yeah, she you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like, like she's old school. What people thought being ghetto was. Yes, ghetto people don't act like that. So she wears ghetto. Like face. real people from the hood in the ghetto yeah. don't act like that. She, yeah, she wears ghetto face. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's ghetto because she's pretending. She's acting the way she thinks black people in the hood act. That's ghetto to me. So she's playing the character. She's playing Absolutely. this ghetto character. Absolutely. Now, wait, before I even leave, like... But back to I single. I say, though... <laughs> How do we find if girls are single by the way yeah. that they dress? They're, you don't dress any differently when you're in a relationship yeah. or not? No, I don't. Really? Because I don't... I feel like... You're going to get the attention regardless. Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. No, that's fine. <laughs> if you're going to get it no matter what, why put in the effort? I notice I you only get it when you stand up. <laughs> what? I, I notice you only get it when you stand up. Stand you're not going to get one compliment today because you're sitting down. Now watch when you go on the side. Watch today when we put this up. Nobody's going to say anything. Soon as you stand up, they're going to be. Not gonna say anything because of you because what you're saying. It's the truth. What do they say? About go back and watch old comments. They only like when they can see Taylor standing all the way up. What do they say that you built like, like Toaster? They boom. That's all I'm saying. What are you trying to say about my face? Oh, let's pay some bills. <laughs> I think this is a good time to segue into GOAT. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Uh, Yeezys, Jordans, Off-Whites. If you're buying sneakers for a few hundred dollars online, how can you be sure they're a real thing? All right. GOAT.com is the safest, safest way to buy and sell authentic sneakers online. They're the largest marketplace in the world for authentic Yeezys, Jordans, and over 600,000 sneaker listings. Okay. They've made the whole process frictionless and trustworthy. Uh, you fuck with GOAT, Schultz? Yeah, of course I fuck with GOAT, man. That's where you got to get the shit. What's the last thing you got from GOAT? Um, These, actually, right here. What are those? Let me see. Mm. Ooh. I don't even remember the name of them. 
but there's some Air Force Ones. Okay. But they okay, got from some, China or somewhere. Yeah, they got the. I saw them when I was in Japan, but they didn't have my size because they don't make uh, Japanese fucking shoes my size. They mm-hmm. stopped making Japanese shoes at twelve. What's your size? Thirteen, bro. Hey, it's what it is. It's what it is. Listen, you can find the perfect 100% authentic sneaker at goat.com slash idiots. That's goat.com slash idiots. Plus, you'll also be supporting our show, The Brilliant Idiots, right? But you got to go do it right now before the sneakers you want are gone. When you go to goat.com slash idiots, goat.com slash idiots. You want to throw out some hymns real quick? You know what? That hairline, is it slowly starting to move backwards? Is that what's happened to you? Best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. Forhims.com, one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. The active ingredient in, in hymns, uh, finasteride I, or Propecia, I've been taking for years. As you can see, I have a beautiful full head of hair on me, and I got in there quick. I got in there when I thought it was first starting to go. This is like maybe two or three years into my comedy career. I was like, I'm not supposed to be bald. I got to do something about this. So I got me some hymns, basically the same ingredient that's in hymns. And and to be honest, hymns is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Just a few quick questions and a doctor will review and then they'll take care of it. Um, it's fascinating. The way that they found out this shit worked is, um, it was a drug that they were using for like, people had some kind of like liver thing. I forget something else. It was a, it was a side effect. Cirrhosis? No, 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 no. It wasn't that. I forget exactly what it was. Maybe it wasn't even liver, but there was basically like 10 patients and they were all in there and they were taking this drug as a, like, um, potential cure for this. I think it was liver, maybe it was stomach, something like that. And then all of a sudden, all the patients started growing hair back. Mm. And they're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And then they accidentally realized that uh, finasteride could reverse uh, balding. So, yeah, they immediately tried to get the FDA approval. They get it. And all of a sudden, it is on. So, basically, go order it right now. Our listeners can get started with uh, uh, the HIMSS Complete Hair Kit for just $5 today while supplies last and subject to doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds of dollars when the doctor or pharmacy is prescribing to you. So, instead, just get it prescribed by 4HIMSS.com, F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com slash B-I, 4HIMSS.com slash B-I. All right, I got my guy in here, man, one of my favorite authors. Uh, he goes by the name of Ryan Holiday. He's written such books as Obstacle is the Way, uh, Trust Me, I'm Lying, Ego is the Enemy. I read his Daily Stoic every morning. If you ever see me post like um, these Daily Stoic messages on Instagram, they come from a book that he wrote called The Daily Stoic, and he's got a new book out right now called Stillness is the Motherfucking Key. Well, not motherfucking, but Stillness is the Key. That's Ryan Holiday. Yeah, thanks for having me. What's happening, my guy? Not much. Just good to be here. What What is the importance of stillness, man, especially in today's society? I think stillness we, is where all the good stuff in life comes from, mm-hmm. whether it's like at home or whether you're doing your work. Nobody does good work, makes good decisions, is happy when they're overwhelmed, when they're overworked, when they're reactive, when they're being... You know, and, and, and whether that's being reactive to external stuff or just like the shit you got going on inside. It's impossible. I, it's impossible to be still then. Yeah. In today's society. Yeah. We, we certainly don't have a world that's designed to encourage stillness. But I mean, it's always, it's always been super hard. I mm-hmm. mean, people don't like being alone with their own thoughts. So they, that's why they invade other countries or try to invent things or, you know, work, work, work because they, they're afraid of 
looking in the mirror or looking inside. So you feel like everybody feels that way? Everyone struggles with it in some form or another, I think. And uh, it's just like for people who are out like doing real stuff, this, the, the importance of it is greater. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you're just uh, selling insurance in a small town, okay, the stillness isn't costing you that much. It's just, it's just probably just costing you personally. But, you know, if you play sport, if you play professional sports or you perform at the highest level, or if your job depends on creativity and breakthroughs, like if you're, if you're not able to slow things down and really look clearly and, and really analyze what's happening, how, how you're going to get your lunch eaten. So let me ask you a question. If, 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 you know, Stillness is the key to happiness. How come people who, I guess, are just bums, right? Like that don't have a care in the world, you know what I'm saying? Live with their they mom, their dad, and like yeah. they, they don't have a desire to do anything more. Like yeah, they just just sure. going through life. Why aren't they necessarily more happy? Are the happiest people. Yeah, yeah. I, I think when you're leaving potential on the table, mm-hmm. there is like a lot of nagging doubt and insecurity. I don't think... I think if you if you know you're wasting your life and it's like tick ticking away, I think that's causing all sorts of existential dread. What know? if you don't feel that way? What if you really don't feel like you're wasting your life? You just like this is just life. But I think you I think deep down you feel it. That's yeah, why yeah, yeah. You, that's why you don't want to turn off the TV cuz if if you are if you stop, you are forced to see yourself. Got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you talk- I think that's why they say so much angry shit on the internet. Those people, it you know gave them an outlet. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're really bitter. Deep down, they're really bitter and resentful. You you say uh, on the inside panel of the book that stillness can be cynically confused for idleness. Yeah. So how, how can you decipher the difference? Well, we think you know we think stillness is just laying around. Like when mm-hmm. you think stillness, you think not doing anything. But I think when you're still, you're actually doing the really the really important stuff. You know what I mean? Like even meditation, which I, I'm I'm not a big proponent of, but like. You, the person looks like they're not doing anything, but actually they're exerting all sorts of self-control. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to sit there and not have your thoughts just run like crazy. That yeah. takes work, man. Yeah. So so what what does stillness look like? Like what is that? For people that are listening right now, they're like, what, what the fuck is stillness? Does that mean just sit in one spot? Like what does stillness yeah. look like? I think it, it looks, it, it manifests itself in a bunch of different ways. But like, to me, I think so. it's like presence. Mm-hmm. Like when you're, like for me, I'm sitting there writing. I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm like all in on this task in front of me. That's one of them. Stillness is like when you're really playing with your kids. Do you know? What I, like you're again. You're not. Th- you're not thinking of anything else. You're just like this is what we're doing. We're sitting here playing in the sand, enjoying right? the moment. Yeah. Stillness is when you're in a, in a, uh, on a walk in a park and mm-hmm. you're 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 actually seeing what's around you. It's not. You're, you're, you know, you're not distracted. You're actually seeing and experiencing what's going on. Stillness is when you're, you know, you've got 30 opportunities being thrown at you and you're able to sort of go, who do I actually want to be? What do I actually want to do? What, like, what gets me closer to where I want to be? Ooh. You know, that, uh, like stillness to me is like the, the batter, uh, looking at the pitcher and deciding like which pitches to not swing at, Mm -hmm. you know? But most of us were just like, we think like success in life is like swing, 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 swing. And it's, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. Expound on that a little bit. Cause I think a lot of people feel like 
the more opportunities that come your way, you should take every opportunity, yeah. and that's what success is. But to me, just being busy for the sake of being busy is not success. No, like when I look at when I talk to people and they're like the other day, I was like on some phone call with someone, and we were going to do something together, and like the the call was scheduled for like four fifty. I was like, you're scheduling down to like 10 minutes. Like, it's not like we got on the phone at 4.50. Like we scheduled it, not for 4.30, not for five. They were scheduling down to like 10 minute blocks. I was like, that sounds like a not fun life. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because they, you so, like a, a friend of mine is a psychologist. He, he worked for the Mets for a long time. And he was telling me this, like when you start in baseball, they like, for, especially guys from the Dominican, they're like, uh, you don't walk off the island, meaning like you swing off the island, right? Like you hit, you get there because you swing at pitches and you hit the ball. Mm -hmm. Because then you get to the majors and now it's all about plate discipline, right? Like the pitcher's trying to trick you into swinging at pitches you can't hit. And so the key is like, oh, that's, that is almost a good pitch, but it's not the right pitch. Mm -hmm. You know, I got, I could write any book I want, but I, what's the right book? You know, what, if, if this is my last book, am I doing it the right way? Am I, you know, there, and, and I, we were talking about this. It's like, you could do lots of different ideas, but the difference between the, the right idea and the almost right idea could be millions of dollars or yeah. it could be, uh, the difference between hitting your audience and nobody caring. And so you got to have that discipline. Yeah. That's the point I think I'm at in my life right now. Like, you know, it's, Tons of opportunities out there. And back in the day, I would have just grabbed everything, yeah. everything, everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I remember, you know, hearing Kevin Hart say back in the day how he just didn't turn anything down. Yeah. You know, and now I'm at that point where I don't want to do everything. I want to sit still and do the right thing. Yeah. And like, what is success? What what good is success if you can't say no? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. isn't the whole point of success? To me, success and autonomy are the same word. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if, if becoming more successful means I have less freedom, then I'm actually less successful. You know, like if, yeah. if I can't say no, because either like some insecure part of me is like afraid of being irrelevant or whatever, if, cause I say no, that's not success. Or if success is like, you know, you hear people complaining, like, I gotta go do this. I gotta go do this. You know, the, the company says I have to, or the con that's like a shitty place to be, mm. you know? Is that the same as saying I'm a slave? Somebody's a slave to their urges. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who are they're not slaves to their their career, but they're slaves to sex, or yeah. they're slaves to social media, or they're slaves to their ego. Look at like people go like, why can't Donald Trump not tweet? Why can't it's like he does not have a choice. Yeah, not, yeah it's yeah. not the profession, but personally, he has no ability to stop, and that that is not. He's the most powerful man in the world, but he actually has like the fewest options of anyone in the world because oh, of who he is. I want to get into that, but to, to me, that sounds like a, being a slave to relevancy. All of this sounds like being a slave yeah. to relevancy. Like if you can't say no to opportunities or if you constantly got to be on social media, it's just yeah, like a, yeah. it's, you're a slave to wanting to be what that word relevant. Yeah. I mean, look at the core. Donald Trump is a slave to the attention. He needs yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the attention is a cruel mistress because it's like there's an unlimited. So he's chasing it all the time. And I think we know, like, I know people that are like slaves to drama, right? So it's like things are good. And, and so these are not like public people, but it's like things are good. And because they don't want them to be good, they got to blow up their life. That's mm -hmm. why they, you know, they, they talk behind someone's back or they, you know, they get involved in this or they jump into other people's business, right? Like 
because they they can't life can't be good for them it's got to be like you know the real housewives all they're all slaves to drama do you know what i mean but that's television though so it's scripted so actually the producers and the networks so Slaves sure. the drama because they but know I mean, that's what we bring know people like that. Those people yeah, yeah, exist yeah, yeah. in Absolutely. real life, and it, that's a crappy way to live. And what's so funny about those people is they're always like, "Why is it like this?" Mm-hmm. You know, they're always like, "Why is my life? Why are people always yelling at me?" And it's like because you can't stop yourself. You know, I, I told you earlier one of my favorite chapters in the book is "Beware Desire." Yeah, and it's uh, you started off by saying every man has a passion gnawing away at the bottom of his heart, just as every fruit has its worm, and it's about uh, Alexandra Dumas. And, and the reason that chapter, you know hit me so hard because it talked about John F. Kennedy. Yeah. And he was a slave to pussy. Yeah, basically. You know? And drugs, too. He was on drugs, too? Yeah, yeah. He had this terrible back injury. So, like, this was back when doctors would be like, oh, here's, you know, heroin, basically, or whatever. Here's really? Speed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, not, it, was, it was not fun to be John F. Kennedy, you know? But, yeah, he was. Like, in the Cuban Missile, or, yeah, in the Cuban Missile Crisis, the world is about to end. Instead of going home and seeing his beautiful wife and his kids on what might be the last day on earth, he has one of his like goons bus in some co-ed from some college Mm -hmm. so they can hook up in a White House hotel room. That's to me, that's really sad. Yeah. And it was so much layers to that chapter because you talk about how he he would say he would get sick if he didn't fuck another girl every few days. Yeah. Yeah. He, He says this to like the prime minister of Britain. He's like. He's like, you get headaches when you don't have sex, right? And the dude's like, what are you talking about? He's like, first off, this is not what presidents should be talking about. But he's like, that's not healthy, man. That's bad. But that's what addiction looks like. Like, we're so wrapped up in it, we can't even understand how ridiculous it is. But he learned that from his father. Yeah, his father would bring home mistresses or take them on family vacations. And everyone would just have to pretend like, oh, this is Susan. She's dad's friend from work. You oh, know, that mercy. fucks you up. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling you earlier, like, you know, when I confronted my father with cheating on my mom back in the day, he looked me in my eyes and said, oh, you only got one girlfriend? Yeah. He was like, when you get older, you're going to understand. That shit fucked me up because I always thought having, since from that moment on, yeah. I thought having one girlfriend, even though it felt super unnatural to be with five, six different women, I always felt like having one girlfriend, something was wrong with it. Well, Tiger Woods' dad would take his son on golf tournaments, but it was really an excuse for him to go get drunk and cheat on his wife on the road. Mm-hmm. And so you got, we got, it's not that you give Tiger Woods a pass, but it makes more sense why he would blow up his amazing life the way that he did. It was learned behavior. It was learned, it's, it's learned behavior from the person you th- are supposed to be learning good things you're, from. Your superhero, the, the, yeah. the, the man that you're supposed to learn. You know, I guess everything everything about being a man from. You yeah. know I mean? That's why I always say, when I say we were raised wrong, especially yeah. me, I always say I was raised wrong because of my father and my uncles. And that reflected in even the music of hip hop, you know, the misogynistic yeah. shit, the chauvinistic shit, like all of that was because of upbringing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then it, I think as a father, you got to go like, it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what my rules are. It doesn't matter what schools I send them to. At the end of the day, like, the best thing you can do is just not be a shitty person in front of your kids. Yeah. Or not even, because some dads, they're like, oh, I'm good when I'm around my kids, but my, in secret, I'm, I'm fucking around. It's like, no, you got to be a good, best thing you can do to be a good dad is just like, be a good person. Can a person like that ever find stillness? Meaning like, you're John F. Kennedy, you're the president, so you present one way. Yeah. But behind the scenes, you move in a whole nother way. Can a person like that ever truly have stillness? 
I think, I, I mean, it's, it's Tiger Woods said this. He's like, look, when you're lying and cheating, your life is actually not fun. It might seem fun to other people, but it sucks. Tell and, me about it. Um, so That's why I, I stopped cheating. Yeah. 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 Who wants to have a secret life? Mm -hmm. So I think you've got, it's hard and you got to be willing to commit to doing work on yourself and you got to, you got it. So you got to do that. I think most people are not willing to do that work. And you said something in the book, man, you talked about, and I, I know the feeling you talk about how you feel after you cheat. Yeah. Like the guilt, the, yeah. the, the, the lying, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the disloyalty, like, you know, you don't feel trustworthy. You feel like a fucking snake. Yeah. You just finished doing some dirt. Then you're going back and laying with this woman that you claim to love. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you, you bullshitting her. Yeah. And I'm like, that feeling doesn't feel good. Right. So you want to flash forward to that thing, you know, as you're, it's like, uh, it's, it's like when people want to buy something really expensive, mm -hmm. it's like, think about how you actually feel after you buy, you feel guilty. It's like, this wasn't worth it. You know, like, so, so don't get caught up in the rush or the desire of the thing. You got to go like, how am I going to feel after? Like, it's like how you feel right after you come. Do you know what I mean? You feel guilty, right? Like you, there's a, well, like, there's a I feel a little tired. You yeah. Know, you, the guilt you feel tired, later. but you, you yeah. have a swirl. You don't go like, ah, that was worth all of it. You know, like, no, that's not don't. the feeling you feel. It is worth it, but not worth all of it. That's what I mean. Yeah. But your mind, as you want, whatever that thing is, whether it's like a Bentley or whether it's that you want to break up with someone or whatever, you know, whatever that thing is, you tell yourself, when I get what I want, it's going to be amazing. The experience is going to be amazing. But that's just how the mind tricks us mm -hmm. into, you know, like, it's good evolutionarily to cheat. You know, like if that makes sense. What do you mean? Break that down. Well, it's like, evolutionary to cheat. Well, so write this down, you cheaters. You might can use this at home. Well, think, this think might be a good one. Think about it. Like the more people you have sex with, that's better for your DNA, like the spread of your DNA. So you could see why, like spreading your seed. Yeah, you could see why your genes are like I'm going to trick Charlemagne into blowing up his life to have one extra kid. That's good over generations, but as far as like your personal happiness, like. It's lying to you. Well, hold on now. Let's talk about that a little deeper, right? Like, because think about it. If that, because what you're saying to me is a natural thing. If my genes are telling me to do something, that means it's natural. What keeps me from doing it is legislation, basically. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's this thing called the natural, uh, the naturalistic fallacy, where just because it's natural doesn't mean it's right. It's like, think about it. Uh, it's natural to be jealousy or to be jealous. Mm -hmm. It's natural to be irrationally angry at thinking someone might uh, be in love with your wife or girlfriend. Uh, still not okay to murder them, but like your brain might in the heat of the passion might be like, I got to do this, you know? Like, so evolutionarily we have these drives that make sense if we're monkeys, but we're not monkeys and we're not just like the sole goal is not, the propagation of our DNA. The, the goal is to be uh, fully realized human beings. But you don't take vows not to be jealous. You don't take vows not to be envious. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can't, you can't get a divorce and lose half of everything because you're jealous of somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think, like what marriage is or what relationships are, is a short-term trade-off for long-term gain. Mm -hmm. But we're really bad at doing like, it's like, you know, if you take your savings and you put it in the stock market over 40 years, it'll be worth a lot. But if you're watching the news every day, you're like, I got to sell it. I got to put, you know, so it's like you, we make, we, we realize that as human beings, we're, we're, we're really bad at like 
evaluating things in the short term. And we often do things that are in our long term, not in our interests, but in the short term feel emotionally fulfilling or anxiety reducing or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like, I think that's why we have vows and that's why we have structure and that's why we have friends who try to keep us accountable. They're like, what they're saying is like, that might feel good right now, but you're going to regret it later. And so that's what we got to work on. And you said a person enslaved to their urges is not free. Yeah. I mean, look, there are billionaires I know that feel much less rich than like totally ordinary middle-class people that I know. Like Seneca, who I write about a lot in the books, you know, he's like, poverty is not having too little, it's wanting more. So I, like, let's not be flip about people who are in real poverty, mm-hmm. but like what real, what the, the po- in the first world, what poverty usually is, is feeling like you don't have enough because you're comparing yourself to other people. So you meet these billionaires and you're like, oh, your life must be awesome. But it's like, no, they're like grinding every day because they're, they can never feel like they have enough. When it comes to somebody like John F. Kennedy, right? What if pussy is the stillness? So uh, they've talked to a lot. They talked to a lot of John F. Kennedy's girlfriends. And mm-hmm. like, so first off, from what we understand, because of his like terrible back injury, sex probably hurt. He just had to lay, like basically he laid there on his back and then like the woman was on top. He's the president of the United States of America. Why should he be doing the fucking? No, like he but, should be. but it's because physically it was painful for mm-hmm. him. They, they were like, it was mechanical and it was joyless. And it was like, it was basically like masturbating with somebody's help. That's what sex was for him. And so it wasn't like, like, like maybe, it, maybe there's somebody who's just like, I'm a romantic. And for me, it's about falling in love and the connection and yeah. the experience. You ain't got time for that when you're married. You need a president. You got to get back to work. But but for him, for him, it was a compulsion just in the way for someone else, compulsion might be getting high or it might be, you know, like for Donald Trump, the compulsion is like, I got to have attention. I got to dominate. Yeah. You know, and it's like, he's not enjoying this. Like it sucks. So there, there can be no stillness in that whatsoever. Like, cause, cause I think people do things like that for an escape, right? Yeah, I don't think there can be stillness in anything you're doing. Like, look, traveling is wonderful Mm -hmm. uh, and beautiful, but I have a friend who's like clearly addicted to traveling. Like, he can't be home for more than a couple days before he's like planning the next trip. Yeah. So that's it. When he lands in Rome or when he lands in Bangkok, he's having a fundamentally different experience than I am. I'm breathing it in. I'm enjoying it. This is wonderful. This is different. For him, he's like, he's on the run. Yeah. I can see that, though, because I tell people all the time, you know, one of the main reasons I started going to therapy is is because I was on vacation and, and I had this sense of serenity and this sense of no anxiety and no worry for this moment. And I was like, yo, how can I feel like this all the time? Yeah. Because I can't take vacations all the fucking time. You yeah, know what I mean? Of course not. So he's, he's probably chasing that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, look, at what we're really good at is taking that thing and turning it into our job. Right. Mm. Like, like. A lot of people's escape is their work. You know, it's like work for work. You control, right? But other people are complicated. Life is complicated. Our emotions are complicated. So we go like, I'm going to do this thing. So I never have to think about how angry I am at my dad or how lonely I feel or what a, you know, what a loser I feel like. And so we, we do, do, do. So we don't have to look in the mirror. Mm Mm-hmm. But if like there's a story I, I tell about in the book, Johnny Cash comes off tour one day and he lands at LAX. He walks up to the counter 
And he goes like, I would like a, a plane ticket. She's like, to where? And he's like, wherever the next plane is going. Like wow. he, he worked all day. He worked for months and he doesn't even want to leave the airport to go home because he's running from what's at home. Yeah. 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 And that's terrible. That That's not success. Nah, Chris, feel free to jump in on this if you want to, because I saw you shaking your head when he was talking about John F. Kennedy being whack in bed. And I was like, damn, did Chris fuck him? So No, I mean, that's pretty well known. I mean, he he was pretty much like, I guess you would call it like an amphetamine addict. And they were also shooting him up with basically like I, you would call it like a happy shot. I think is yeah. how they described it, where, you know, he had, so he had Addison's disease, which... Is that like an autoimmune? I don't know exactly. Yeah, it was like, it, it was just super painful. And then he, he hurt his back. back and, which was legit yeah. in the PT, you know, when he was an, he was a war hero uh, in World War II and during the incident that kind of made his fame, I guess legitimately he busted his yeah. back up pretty badly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what John F. Kennedy's like in bed. I only know it from, uh, I'm, I'm into James Elroy. I don't know if you've read any yeah, of his yeah. stuff. Yeah, so. good stuff. Well, and, and it was, it's not just like he wasn't that good in bed or whatever, but like he hooked up with like a German spy. He right. hooked up with like a mob boss's girlfriend. He would, he, he was almost addicted to the thrill of hooking up with people that were really dangerous. Like, right. it, it, you know, they say like in sex addiction, it's like, is this causing problems in your life? It's like mm. when you're president, you're hooking up with a mob boss. That's one of the reasons they think the mob might've been involved in assassinating. He was all tied up in this. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, if, if, if you believe Elroy and Elroy is a fiction writer, at yeah. least for the most part, Kennedy was exposed. He was vulnerable because everybody knew what his addiction was and they would just send drugs and pussy at him and he couldn't say no. And if you want to make a parallel, I mean, you guys are talking about Trump's addiction. Yeah. It's exposed him. It's yeah. his vulnerability. So it's these guys who get to a certain point and they can't say no to these things and then people prey on that. So basically. Trump's addiction is attention. It's attention, but it's also sex. I mean, I think, I mean, I think if you were to dig into Trump's sex life, He's been rolling in those circles with the Epstein's, with the Clintons, whoever it is. Like it's, it's pretty much in plain sight how yeah. he gets down. I wouldn't be mad at Trump for that though, only because he's not a traditional politician. Like you know, he didn't grow up sure. supposed to be squeaky clean and shit. Sure. He was a reality show star, Playboy billionaire. You know what I mean? But and and like less high stakes. Like a good example is like what happens is like you're people's identity like they're so insecure that they need to always be accomplishing to feel good about themselves and that's why they can't say no to stuff so they can't say no to this half good opportunity because like the insecurity of pat they're like oh i'm not gonna there's this uh, I, t I talk about in the book but there's this crazy video of joan rivers where they're like joan why do you keep working so much like and why do you do all these like crappy things she's like look at my calendar she's like she flashes forward a couple months and she's like see these blank pages see these blank dates she's like if this isn't filled up, it means I'm nothing and my entire career was a waste. Wow. And you're just like, oh man, that's so sad. You're like one of the best who ever did it. And all you're thinking about is like, if I'm not working in Atlantic City in some tiny room three months from now, like I suck. So that's that Colin Powell quote, uh, avoid having your ego so close to your position that when your position falls, your ego goes with it. For sure. For yeah. sure. Now, I want to talk about uh, accept a higher power, that chapter. Yeah. I thought that was a very dope chapter because you quote this philosopher named Nassim and you say it's Nassim not... Nassim Taleb, you would like him. What's his name, like Nassim? Taleb. Okay. He, uh, he wrote this book, The Black Swan, and okay. a book called Anti-Fragile. I need he's, to fuck with him. Yeah, he's great. And you say it's not that we need to believe that God is great, only that God is greater than us. Yeah. Expound on that a little bit. Look, I... 
for a long time, I was an atheist. I grew up religious and I became an atheist. And then what I came to believe is that I can't quite get there. I can't quite get there that there's a God. But what I've worked towards is is more the humility of like, I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? When you have this certainty of like, like, how could I possibly know? Because yeah. I've read one book. Like, I know. At the same time, I think it's a little ridiculous. People are like, there's definitely a God and he's talking to me and he's telling me what to do. That strikes me as a bit egotistical too. But like, I, I want to get to a play. Like, to me, it's more like my understanding of God or higher power. And this is what they talk to you about in 12-step groups. It's like, it's just like that you're not in control. You know, like that the, the, the universe is is in control you are not you are not the center of the universe it's like whether you believe there is a god or not is almost secondary is almost less important than just let's stop believing that you're god in your case this is funny but uh you know what i mean like you you know like people walk around going like i'm god the universe revolves around me and then they're then something bad happens and they're like what's the how could this happen why me and it's like because bad shit happens to people every day and you're not special. Well, I, I mean, I call myself God because, you know, in Genesis chapter 126, it says God created man in his image yeah. according to his likeness. And, you know, I grew up studying the 5% teachings and the 5% teachers teach you that the black man is God and God is a Greek word, you know, derived from the Aramic words, Guma Azabah, which means wisdom, strength, and beauty. So the, the Greek students used to identify their Egyptian teachers as that. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. not saying I'm God, Yeah. the, the creator, end all, be all. I'm just an extension of that higher power. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. And and like uh you you just you just have to you need something above you, right? So you don't so your ego doesn't uh, fill up that space. Yes. Andrew Schultz just walked in. Schultz. Hey man. I'm sorry, I'm late. How you doing? What up, Hezzy? For sure. We're talking about this chapter in uh stillness is the key card except the higher power. You say for people who don't believe in God, and you you just said it a little bit. If you say we are you, you say if we are products of evolution and randomness, right? So this is yeah, for the yeah. atheists. Yeah. Like the people who think it's about science, gravity, physics, like, but you still have to accept that there is something bigger than you. Why, why do people not want to accept that something's bigger than them? Well, because we want to be the center of the universe. We want to, we want this illusion that like we're in control and that this is all like just the idea that like we're like monkeys on this rock spinning in space. That's mm-hmm. like frightening. Very, it's, it's frightening. It's very, it's very humbling. So we'd rather be like, Oh no, uh, like I am the, the, uh, it's all about me. Like, uh, this is special. Like just the idea that like, uh, who knows? Like, I I think that humility is really important. What's what's strange to me is like, how how can you not be humble if you just look at the world? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just look at the earth, travel, look, look, open up the window on a plane and look out there. Like, you know what I mean? Go look at some mountains, look at other animals and other species. Like, how can you not be humble? But people are too busy watching reruns of Big Bang Theory on the plane to look out the window, right? Like that. So we, we, you have to be, that's what stillness is about, is about taking that time to do that because what comes out of that is like more self-awareness and humility and some quiet. And I think also gratitude, you know, just the idea of like, oh, this is totally random, but somehow it worked out for me that like, I'm a lot, like, it doesn't make any sense that we're like, so if you look at it from an evolutionary scientific standpoint, it's absurd that we're here. Like the Mm -hmm. odds that we're here is like so astronomically preposterously unbelievable that 
you should almost get to the same spot as like, no, God made all this and wants us for here. me. Yeah, because it's some. It still <laughs> that, was that, made for you. How do you balance you. that equation? Like, how do you balance the equation? There's all these people starving. There's all these people struggling, and you have all this abundance. Yeah. Without thinking, someone's looking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's uh, the the result of this kind of thinking should be an immense amount of gratitude and an, an immense amount of satisfaction with what you have, rather than going like. Well, yeah, all that's really good, but if I don't have the most money out of all of the people on the planet, then then it sucks to be me. Right. Is is that how you balance your success? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think like how many people would kill to have one book, let alone this many. Right. And like, wait, I'm going to be sitting here and going, but this person's book came out at the same time and they sold 10% more copies. This was a failure. Like, right. You know, like there are people who just found out their kids have cancer. Like, mm. this is ridiculous. This is it's ingratitude is preposterous if you think about it that I, way. I was thinking more like, uh, I've noticed a theme with your books is kind of like understanding this world yeah. that we're in and like even understanding success. Yeah. And is is this your way of trying to like cope with your success? Or you're like- I think so. All right. Could, do you believe in God? Are you? Uh, I'm, I, I've gotten, I'm agnostic. I just don't know. Right. You don't yeah. know. So it's yeah. like, okay, let me search for another reason why I have all this fucking success because there's got to be a reason- yeah, I, it can't be that you're just so special. It's definitely, I definitely remind myself it's not because I'm special, right? right? I think it's because I got dealt a hand and I played the hand well, right? What's wrong like, feeling like you're special feel about it? Well, that's the tough thing. It's right. It's like you look at a guy like, especially, you know, we've all come from. How do we say? It? I don't want to say just because you come from like privilege, right? Doesn't mean that you're gonna be as successful as you are. Right. No. So like the three of us uh, in this room have come from different levels of privilege. Right. But like we've all achieved, we've all out achieved our success. Yeah. Right. You look at Charlemagne. It's it would be hard for you to not look at yourself as special. I look at you as special seeing from where you came from to where you are now. How do you balance? How do you tell him? How do you go? You're not special. Like how the fuck? But, but, but listen, I get what Andrew's saying because I think feeling like you're special is what it's an advantage. Propels, uh, propels you. It's what helps you get to this point. Like, Ryan, you're not the average author. I read a lot of books. Like, you're one of my favorite authors for a reason. But so here's here's why you want to keep that in check. Napoleon, special guy, right? Yeah. Short, he comes from nothing. Also. He accomplishes yeah. all this Shout stuff. Shout out to the show, guys. second name. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so he's going to be Napoleon He's clearly, he's he clearly special. He's brilliant. <laughs> he's a cop. And then he goes, that people are like, hey, invading Russia. Bad idea. They got this winter and uh, kills a lot of people and you're not ready. And he goes, I'm special. Mm. The rules don't apply. So so you keep it you keep it in check because yeah. it makes you overreach, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh I don't feel like that. Right. Yeah, right. I feel you, what you're saying though. But yeah, I don't because yeah, I don't, so I'm I'm you, I, I'm yeah. open to learning new things and I'm open to other people's, you know critique and other people's opinions. So that's the distinction I make between confidence and ego. Mm. Confidence is like, I know what I'm capable of. I know what I, what I, what I've done. I know what my skills are, but I also know these are my flaws, right. right? Ego is like, of course I'd be a good president, right? Like, uh, even though I have no training and a horribly <laughs> unpresidential temperament and threatened by other people, uh, by other smart people. And I don't play by the rules. I'm just, you know, you, you get where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it, it, he had a skill set that made him good at running for president, but terrible at being, being. president. Mm. And, and, it, but the irony is like, he could have been a good president, just like basically anyone could be a good president if you're just willing to listen. You're willing to listen and go, here are my weaknesses. I'm going to take 
uh, steps that counteract those weaknesses. Gotcha. But that, so to me, that's where that specialness is like, oh, whatever I want, I'm going to do. Like Kanye West, super talented. Uh, he, he looks at his success in music. He goes, of course, I'm going to crush it in fashion, mm. you know, and then ends up losing 30 plus million dollars because you can't. He can't go like, well, these strengths that work for me in the music business are going to work against me here. So like what countermeasures am I going to put in place? Didn't he go and make like a billion dollar business now? I don't know. Easy. Yeah, yeah, easy. But maybe, yeah. so maybe he, maybe he did it, but, yeah. uh, but you get what I'm I saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. They Just because you're push. good at one thing doesn't mean you're going to be good at everything. Okay. Here, here's something I often think about like with athletes and it's easier to think compartmentalized with athletes, right? It's like, um, you're, you're a pitcher, right? So you have gifted with this natural ability to throw the ball like fast and accurate. Yeah. Right. But you want to take that to an elite level. Right. So all of a sudden maybe you start swimming because you've realized that motion swimming, like work certain muscles and you work the muscles in your hands. You try to get that competitive advantage on the people in your field by like doing specific things. I remember yeah. Kobe Bryant said when he was trying to play D on Allen Iverson, he studied the movements of sharks because he thought that yeah, AI yeah. moved like a shark. Okay, yeah. So he's like, maybe I, I'll help me do it. Right. And I often think like, how do we, uh, let's call this the intellectual field, even yeah. though it sounds douchey to even say, yeah. but like, how do we outside the physical yeah. field, like get these competitive advantages? I feel like I'm at my best when I'm emotionally abundant or like full. Yeah. When I like, I'm not operating from the void of how do I feel good or validated? Yeah. I'm actually over and I can be like, man, I love your book, Ryan, yeah. or Charlamagne, you're the best. Or like, I feel when like you're I coming can from a pure place. Yeah. When I don't need, when I'm yeah. not taking. Sure, right? sure, sure, sure. So I'm like, how do I set myself up to be like that? Uh, I don't, maybe you can't be like that all the time, but the most amount of time. Yeah. Right. And 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 I feel like when I'm you know just dabbling into your stuff, a lot of that is just coming to this piece of not needing. Yeah. And therefore, there's m much to give, but I can't be there all the time. Yeah. You no, know, I don't. I don't think you can be all there. Be there all the time. I think you got to work. It's a, you get there in in brief glimpses, and that's where the good shit comes from. Right. But um, yeah, I think people go like, if I'm content, if I'm happy, if I have enough, if my identity is not tied up in, won't I stop moving forward? And it's like, actually, no, you're going to make better work, I think. Mm. I, at least I do. Like when, if I'm writing and I'm thinking about like, oh, this is going to prove those people wrong. This is going to make so much money. You know, this is uh, like when I'm sitting there envisioning all the success, not only am I like not actually thinking about the thing in front of me, which mm -hmm. is like I should be thinking about. It's like you, you should be not thinking about winning the World Series. You should be thinking about the pitch you got to throw, hmm. right? But I think I'm. I think that like toxic smallness or whatever is also. I think the reader can sense it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you're coming from a place where you're pure and you're connected and you really mean it and you're sincere. That's the best you. It's like if you're trying, if you're if you're trying to pull, if you're if you're like meeting someone and you're trying to like impress them, that's when you're the least impressive. The, yeah, and I, I agree with you. I think that you know when I think people can feel your intention, yeah. but I think what's sad about the era we live in now, people feel what they think your intention is more than your actual intention. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. based off whatever position you may be in, if you throw something out there, they're not going to think it's genuine are they not going to think it's really because you know yeah you care about the work or it's only like 280 <laughs> yeah. 280 characters that's like a fraction of a person you yeah. know like we're not dealing with each other we're dealing with each other through these misleading mediums even Jesus. when you deal with each other though it's like do you ever find yourself 
pulling back on your natural reaction out of fear that that person might think you want something from them that you actually don't. Sure. You know, like like a, a person in a position of power, you you kind of just want to be like, man, I just love everything you do. I think you're so great. But oh, if I say that, they're going to think that I'm trying to work them or get some kind yeah. of thing out of them. You I should just, just, I should just say it. Yeah. I should just not give a fuck, even if, if they think that, right? If, if it's a real... If it's a, if you can dig a little deeper, meaning like it's not generic. Don't be generic. Like, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quote an actual Andrew Schultz joke. Right. Tell right. me a line out of Ryan Holiday's book. Then I know it's real. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not gonna front. I overhear conversations sometimes, and I'll be like, <laughs> that motherfucker ain't. It. But when I hear like, yo, I, I remember in this, you know, this such and such chapter, he quoted a line in a movie. I'm like, okay, yeah. he's really, he really fucks with that person. Yeah, yeah. So you know? it has to, it has to seem. Authentic. It has to seem genuine. It, We're not seem. It, it has, has to, to be. be. It has yeah. to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah. you could just tell. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you, you say keeping a journal gets you closer to stillness. Yeah, like we're talking about getting to that place of, of what, like, it's like, I want to I want to take all the all those nasty, weird thoughts and, like, put them down on paper, you know? Purge like, them. Pr- yeah, get rid of them. Like, don't carry them around. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like windshield don't wipers. Don't put them on Twitter. Yes, right. I think that <laughs> yes. is the smart lesson that we've learned. Yes, Right. No, no. Don't think this shit out loud. Yeah. Think it private. Like the journal is your safe, your safe space. What about a good group chat? Ooh. With like-minded fucked up thinkers. Like, like group chat. <laughs> <laughs> that saved us a lot of bad tweets. <laughs> hey guys, just get this off the chest. That's all. That's it. That's all. I just want to know that this one ripped. It was a good reaction. Like, that's it. Y'all you know, know it was funny? That's, that's, that's all. <laughs> don't need the whole world to know. There's a couple people. That's how our validation matrix has changed. It doesn't no. need to be Twitter. I think with like athletes, particularly young ones, it's like people, ha- it's like no one said like, hey, you can have a thought and you don't have to tell 2 million people. Right. Like you can be mad at someone and keep that to yourself. Yeah. Right. Unless you're doing it like uh, Gucci's doing it probably to get attention. Like if you're doing it, deli- like I like when a coach clearly got a technical on purpose to rally the players right. like that I respect but it's like when you're so jerked around by your remote you can't stop yourself from saying something like the the Trump you know the Trump tweets where yeah. it's like it's so obviously a bad idea but oh, he dude. cannot not do when it he was going all caps like marrow <laughs> Bro, that was that. That's how I know he was going through it when yeah. he did all caps, man. I get anxiety when I don't say what I want to say, though, because I, I I be beating myself up like y'all should have said that. that I should have said that. Yeah, that's to me. That's what the journal's for. That's what like your wife is for. You know, like that's what your friends are for. And then like what you put out in the world, you go like, is this the best version of me? Yeah. You know, it's like this. Is this who I want to be? You know, when it's the worst when you're on TV and like you're doing like a panel show and you. You think of it, but you're like, hey, I'm not going to say it. And then somebody else says it, and you're like, uh, fuck! <laughs> that ego? I think a little bit. Uh, so uh, th- there's an Emerson thing. He says, in other people, we see our own rejected thoughts with like an alienated majesty. Like He's like, we see the things that we were too scared to do in other people, mm-hmm. and, and we go, ah. You know, I think that's what you're feeling a little bit. We, we talked about the toy earlier. Before you get out of here, I want to yeah. talk about Satori again. What is Satori? That's the moment of enlightenment. That's the moment when you've slowed things down, when you've done the work, when you've done the reading, you've gone to, th- like, oh, you know, when you dude. have that breakthrough in therapy, you're I like, I thought that was oh. that number game in the square. What is that? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but I know, yeah. Sudoku. Sudoku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, Satori is when you go, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years because I really just want my dad to be proud of me. (laughs) That's so dumb. You know, Uh, like that, that's what that is. Or you go, oh, this is what 
makes life like uh, to me i had it with moments when i kid i go oh this is this is happiness you know what you like, call a breakthrough basically yeah yeah exactly exactly then i love what you said you said you cannot get the satori by focusing on what's obvious or by sticking with the first thought that pops into your head yeah and it makes me think of comedians because what sure. makes a good comedian is not focusing on the obvious mm. you know what i'm saying not saying what everybody else is saying you know what i mean yeah well i hear from people that they're like oh i'm gonna like they'll, they'll like dictate a book right they're like these are my thoughts it's a book and it's like actually no the book is like the iterate it's like the the joke is not like i had this idea very rarely i imagine does a joke come out fully formed it's you have the Never. the idea of the joke and then it's the process of refining and you might change out every single word over yeah. a six-month period until you get it down it's like you distill it down to its absolute essence and best mm -hmm. that's what writing is and i think that's also like what satori it's not just like oh i get it it's this it's like no you gotta be it's gotta be rolling around in your head and you gotta talk about it from every it's it's work mm -hmm. man it's like like when they go um you know a lot there's these zen koans where it's like you know what is the sound of uh one hand clapping what 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 was, did your face look like before you were born these are like insane questions mm -hmm. but it's the point of like you got to think about that for like 10 years and then magically whatever it means comes to you why did you start caring about this stuff what do you mean like well, well, why were you drawn to this i think i'm just trying to figure out what what it is you know like i'm just like that's that's what i do is like what what are we here for what is life what, what is, is life what's the right way to live that's what to me that's what philosophy is about and that's what i love are we figuring out <laughs> are we figuring out what is life once you have abundance well, it's easier, right? That's what the hierarchy of needs is. It's yeah. like, look, first you got to have food, yes. you got to have shelter, yes. you got to not be abused, yes. and then you get there. Um, there's but, there's a difference between survival and living, thriving and thriving. thriving. Yes, yeah, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I thought about this a lot. Like, like so few human beings get to the point where they can stop working to live. Yeah, and that means they're actually living they're not surviving like of course i'm still surviving i make yeah. a great amount of money but i'm still surviving because i gotta yeah. keep working or else yeah yeah sure. i'm not gonna live is that what you're trying to figure out are you trying to figure out living opposed so. to surviving i think so and do those same principles help people who are still surviving yeah yeah i think i think what we should be doing is learning from the people who have actually gone ahead out. yeah right yeah, like yeah, yeah. i think to, so many people are like oh figure, like no let's we want to like uh, there's a quote i have in the ego book it's like any fool can learn by experience i want to learn from the experiences of others he always quotes you on that oh nice yeah we're build we're building and so yeah it's like i'm maybe i'm a little bit ahead of some people but other people are way ahead of me and we're i think we're all just working on the same project yeah there's a uh there's something that always sticks with me it's like uh, every broke person you talk to thinks when they get money they'll be happy and yeah. every rich person you talk to is like money is not the key to happiness. yes that's a right. fact though but you got to get money to realize that but you have to get money to realize it. it's hard to take advice from people sure. that's that's the beauty of like like true communicators is they can communicate an emotion that they feel that someone hasn't even experienced yet and the person who hasn't experienced it Trust them. Yeah, sure. That's the tricky part about yeah. writing a book like this, even. Of course. Yeah, look, and the thing is, like, different books will hit you at different times. So, yeah. like, that's why I'm a big proponent of rereading and working on all that. So, that's actually a, I shouldn't say that on here, but that's actually a book I want to do. Is what? 
because uh, we always, uh, you know, pick up books based off successful people. You know, what I mean, what well, about I the love things books you about failure? Yeah, what about the things? <laughs> no, what about the things you learned from people who didn't just fail? They are real failures, like yeah. crackheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, for real. Like you can yeah. learn a lot from crackheads in the hood. Like, like I want to write something from that perspective because a lot of times the things that we didn't do is because we saw other people make those mistakes before us. Of course. Oh, you know what I'm saying? There's a, I mean, Chappelle, I think went early on in his career, he would say he would watch the people that were great at comedy and the people that were bad to find out what not to do yeah. and what to do. And I'm sure you do that with radio. I'm sure we all do that. If you're really paying attention, like even like athletes, ah, that works not going to move because of that. Okay. Let me get that out of here. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Word. My man Ryan Holiday, uh, Still This Is The Key, is out right now. Uh, you can get it wherever you buy books. Um, give me your Twitters and Instagrams and all that good stuff, Ryan. At Ryan Holiday, pretty much everywhere, and then at Daily Stoic. And uh, yeah. Oh, yes, The Daily Stoic. You know, I, I read The Daily Stoic every single morning. Like That's one, that's one of three so affirmations that I take in every morning. Helps me, helps, helps me be still first thing in the a.m. Ryan, right. thank you, Thanks, my brother. Man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thanks, we'll be man. back. All right, hold that thought one second. We got some bills to pay because Amazon Intersect Festival is coming. Announcing Intersect Festival presented by Amazon Web Services, where music, art, and technology converge, taking place December 6th and 7th at the Las Vegas Festival grounds, right on the Vegas Strip, born out of the massive after party. For their reInvent conference and open to the public for the first time ever, Intersect offers an aspiring journey to culture and technology's cutting edge, featuring Foo Fighters, Anderson Pack, Casey Musgraves, Beck, Flying Lotus, Leon Bridges, Her, Spoon, Jamie XX, Thundercat, Churches, Brandy, Carlisle, and many more to be announced. Intersect isn't just a music festival. In addition to a diverse lineup of more than 30 music acts, this immersive experience features cutting-edge digital art and interactive experiences like a post-apocalyptic dodgeball stadium, a video arcade, and more. Sounds dope. And includes cuisine from acclaimed chefs and Vegas's best eateries. For a limited time, Brilliant Idiots listeners can save $10 on a two-day general admission ticket to Intersect by going to intersectfest.com. And using the promo code IDIOTS at checkout. That's intersectfest.com and promo code IDIOTS to save some cash and be a part of this incredible experience. All right, let's get back to the show. Oh, uh, real quick. Um, I meant to give these church announcements earlier on in the episode, but I forgot. But uh, next show coming up, we are in uh, West Palm Beach at the Palm Beach Improv. I'll be there October 26th, one night only. Make sure you get that. Then we're out in Sacramento uh, in Chico. I think the uh, the 11-1, November 1st, Chico, California, Sacramento. The second is sold out. The third early show is sold out. The four, We added a fourth show on the third. Get those tickets quick before that one goes. Uh, uh, and then we're back on the East Coast. We've got uh, Connecticut, the 14th, Boston, the 16th. Early show sold out at the Wilbur. We've added a late show at the Wilbur. Those ticks are going quick, so get those. And then New York, the 22nd, Town Hall. First show sold out. Second show is almost sold out. Go to theandrewschultz.com. Get those tickets. I'm very excited for that Town Hall show, man. Very excited, so get that. And then more shows added, uh, theandrewschultz.com. I'll be in your city, so go check. Let's get back to the show. That's right. Hey, listen, I want to salute the Variety magazine. Um, oh, congrats on that. I saw you post that. Yeah, they came out with their uh, two, 2019 New Power of New York list. Okay. And um, they got they got me on there. And um, my man Craig Melvin is on there. Jesus and Mero is on there. 
Janet Mock is on there. It's a lot of different people on there, but I, I really, you know, it's so interesting, man, when things like that happen, like it, I just, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Cause like my father always says, you're never as good as they say you are. You're never mm -hmm. as bad as they say you are. So it's just like, you know, one moment you'll have a bunch of motherfuckers saying, fuck you, yada, yada, yada. Next moment you on some, you know, power list. Do you really care about that list? Like, does that um, validate your power? No, it doesn't validate it at all. But it's good to be acknowledged. It is. It's good to be acknowledged. Yeah, it you is know what good, I'm saying? It, it does feel good to be acknowledged. But I don't feel like I'm doing anything this year that I haven't been doing forever. Yeah. Like I think I feel you, like y'all I feel like yeah. I feel like when I see stuff like that, it's like, okay, y'all finally, finally catching up. figured it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I completely feel that way. I, I saw you post it and I was looking through it and and I feel like we live in this completely different time where maybe back in the day we were hoping to achieve the Grammy or hoping to achieve the Oscar, mm -hmm. hoping to get added to these lists. And now since we have the numbers right in front of ourselves and we know our influence, like you know exactly where you rank on the power rankings in New York. And I'm sure you looked at some people on that list and you're like, they ain't that powerful. I don't, that's not for me to say, you know what I'm saying? Just because just, <laughs> just I don't know. No, seriously, just because I don't know somebody doesn't mean that they not powerful I'm, I just, in I their just, field yeah sure, I just sure, may sure, not sure, know sure. what I was more impressed by I love the fact that Deezus Romero was on there and I love the fact that Craig Melvin was on there because Craig Melvin is from where I'm from he's from mm. South Carolina yeah me and Craig used to do who is he I don't know him he's a, he's a, he's a news anchor Craig's on uh, MSNBC I think yeah. he fills in onto the day show a lot like everybody's like oh he's gonna be the next Matt Lauer without the freak shit you know what I'm saying right. like he's just good at what he does but Craig me and Craig uh, we came up together in Columbia. And I remember back in 2004, the state newspaper in Columbia, they did a top 10 under the, under the age of 30 in the arts in South Carolina. And they, they, they did these profiles on these 10 people. And you guys were both in it? Me and Craig were both ah, in it. You know what I'm saying? Good. Craig was in there with puppies licking on his fucking face, laying in the grass. Because literally, that's this. Who he's always been this guy. Yes. Like He's not a person that's presenting one way and acting another way. Right. Craig has always been... Straight, down the middle, good guy. Just that's him, really. Yes. I, like, we used to be, be in the club sometime, you know. Oh my God, I'd be throwing birthday parties. He'd come to my parties at V12, and like he'd literally be sitting, he'd be like, Oh my God, is, is that marijuana? Oh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> like, like, seriously. And he would, he would go somewhere else. Because he knew how good he was going to be. Absolutely. He knew where he was going. Absolutely. So it was, it's interesting to see things come full circle for us to be under the age of 30 in Columbia, South Carolina, just trying to figure it out yeah. to now being recognized by Variety as two, two of the most powerful in New York and neither one of us even fucking from here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I, was, I was like, damn, that's what's up like for, for Craig. And just, yeah. these Samaros, the same thing. Like, yo, that's Uncommon Sense alumni. That's, yeah. that's two guys that my man Paul Ritchie was telling me about one day in the office and we went down a deep rabbit hole of these Samaro shit like, yo, let's go get D. Zamero. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, D. Zamero come in, then MTV don't know what to do with them, but they just spraying graffiti all over the motherfucking wall and writing. And yeah. it's like, yo, I'm a, we developed this show called Common Sense. Let's use my guys every week, classic of trash. And it's just like, it's just dope to see them recognized in that way. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So like, for me, it wasn't even really about me. It's like, that's dope that all of us are on this list. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I I got history with these people in a real way. And it makes you think about, like, the industry. And I wrote about this in my last book about how sometimes, man, you can't help but to become a part of the industry because you become the industry. You know yes. what I'm saying? It's not like we forcing it. Like, these are people that I, 
we I actually came up with. Like somebody might see me right now with Craig Melvin and be like, man, Charlemagne done got so industry the fuck out. Bro, me and Craig Melvin known each other for damn near 20 years. Yes, but like, I don't literally. Think that, I don't think that that makes you necessarily industry. I think there's a negative connotation to industry. Um, I do too. But at the same time. I can time, see why though. Yeah, I think they've earned it in a lot of ways. You know, like mm-hmm. there could be a negative connotation to to you know certain news reporting, but a lot of times it can be earned as well. Um, but I think that it doesn't mean that you're necessarily industry. I think you become industry when your opinions are that of the industry. Boom, absolutely. And as long as your opinions are that of yours, then you're good. You can operate within it or the, with or the, outside of it. You're absolutely right, but the audience will never see it that way. That's fair, but it's and, not and you know why the audience, yeah, you know why the audience will never see it that way because you may grow, you may evolve, right? You may not want to approach things the same way that you did. You might have different opinions than you once did. Your mind might have changed. You know what I'm saying? And people will be like, "Oh, you, you PC, you PC to God, or whatever the fuck it is." Yeah. Like it's like, nah, that's just really how I feel in this moment, right? You know what I'm saying? Everything don't deserve my attention, right? Everything don't deserve my energy, right? Everything don't deserve my motherfucking opinion. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this shit bugs me out when I see people on social media and it's like, everybody's talking. By the way, if I see everybody talking about the same exact thing, I'm not going to get involved. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why? When I got a podcast. Mm-hmm. When I got a radio show. Like, I don't feel the need. I don't, I don't have to jump on social media and post something about whatever the fuck it is y'all talking about when I can come on here and really really Get talk about it. it yeah and and give it a few days you know what i'm saying give it a day or two to really digest my Marinate, thoughts really make sure my it, thoughts yeah. are mine and not some fucking talking points i'm echoing because i saw them on fucking instagram yeah you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah it twitter's a really useless place for opinions to be honest with you let's let's run through some of taylor's I, topics i really i really oh i got a hot take say what, what what's a- that amber geiger what what is that Amber Dallas. Geiger, uh, the ex-cop in Dallas who was sentenced to 10 years in prison for the murder of uh, Botham John. Oh, yeah. And then, and then her family members have been hugging her and his family members have been hugging her and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, what do you think? I think that um, I think that it's not up to me to tell them how to like get past something like this. Mm-hmm. And if that is the way that they do it and that gives them some comfort... I sure as hell am not going to be the one to criticize them about it because at the end of the day, they got to deal with the fact that their loved one is gone. Yeah. So if your coping mechanism is forgiveness and that empowers you to continue moving on with your life, because I know how dark a place I would be if my brother got shot and killed. Yeah, yeah. And I'd probably be looking for any way to get the fuck out of there, you know? So it's like I don't think that works, I can't bro. Judge them. That that's fair. And if it don't work, they'll learn that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just not going to be the one to jump uh, and just go. What would you do that? That's stupid. It's like you don't know what's yeah. going to help you in that. You're moment. right. I think that is some shit. The same way we talk about people tell you what to be outraged about. I think that's the way people tell you to get over shit. People say that shit because it sounds good. Sure. Oh, you got to forgive the person. Sure. If you forgive them, then you know you're freeing yourself sure. of the hate and yada yada. I don't believe that. Because yeah. emotions are waves, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You might do that in the moment and it makes you feel better. You might wake up that next morning and be like, man, fuck why that motherfucker killed my people. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So yeah, that's not forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't I don't know. But, by, but you're right. I can't tell them how to get over something. Right. But I will say, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. 
What I saw with that judge, yeah, what yeah, I saw yeah, with that bailiff, yeah. that was some straight Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Massa, we sick. Massa, we going to Massa, we going to jail for ten years. Bullshit. Will you tell me when have you ever seen a judge come off a bench and hug somebody they just sentenced? Hmm. When? And give him a Bible. That's why she's being investigated now. Because there's no way that shit is fucking ethical. And and I don't know if it's it, I don't know if it's illegal. But I would think that if I'm a judge on the stand, mm -hmm. right, and at the end of the, 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 the sentencing, I give them a hug and a Bible. You were biased. So how do we know you really gave this person what they deserve to get? Well, she doesn't decide, right? The jury decides. She gave the sentence. She gave a sentence, don't the, she? The jury, the jury decided guilt. guilty. Guilty, yeah. And so she, and she, jury decides right. guilt. Right. Judge gives the sentence. Right. How do we know that the judge giving her ten years was actually what she was supposed to get? You think that she should have gotten more years potentially for murder? Yeah. Right. You walk in somebody's fucking house and they just minding their business, eating ice cream, and you shoot them. Right. And and and, and the fact that the judge was saying that to we we uh, you, we could consider castle doctrine. Now, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. I'm not going to sit there and try to act like an attorney. But last time I checked, Castle Doctrine applies to the homeowner, not the intruder. So how the fuck can the intruder get Castle Doctrine I, in I somebody else's house? I don't know enough <laughs> about the story. I didn't follow it that much. The only thing I know is that uh, she, her argument was she thought she was walking into her apartment. And they live in the same building, right? I've done that. I'm, I'm, Nobody I'm can just hear you, Taylor. You, I'm just telling yeah. you, Taylor. No, no, no. You can, but just let me get she out. Thought, she thought she thought she was walking into the wrong so, apartment. So I've been, I've been in situations where I was, this has happened to me in Australia. I thought that I was on the third floor of the hotel. I was actually on the fifth floor. I've gone to my girl's house and I pushed the wrong button on, I, I thought it was the 11th floor, not the 13th floor or whatever the fuck it was. And I've gone and tried to open the door. I've knocked on the door. I've tried to figure out why the fuck. I go. I've in my, this is crazy. In my own apartment building. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to say what floor I live on, but I went to a different floor and the door was open. And I walked right in to that apartment. That was my exact uh, uh, line of apartment, but it was on a different floor. Okay. And I walked right into the apartment and I'm looking around. I'm like, it's dark. It, wait for it. It's dark. It's the same setup as mine because structurally all the apartments look the same. It's the exact same setup. And I'm looking around. It's dark. So I can't really see anything. But I'm like, why the fuck did I leave my door open? I didn't leave it open. And I walk in and I look at the thing and I realize it's not my apartment letter. And I'm like, oh, shit, I go out. All I'm saying is I can believe walking into the wrong apartment easily because I've done it. Yeah, but pulling but it, a gun out and shooting somebody, you go. that's a totally you different go. situation. Exactly. That's why I said she's lying. First of all, in the story, she was sexting someone that was married or something like that. And well, that's how I'm just saying that's she's saying like she that's how she got confused. She walked into the wrong apartment. How I look at it is like you said, why you're thinking to yourself, why is my door? Um, unlocked or like that. It's not the same interior design, nothing like. Why would you just shoot? It takes him? a lot to pull out a gun. Exactly. Stand over somebody I, and shoot him. And I, they and they said the way the bullet hit the guy, clearly somebody was standing over him. So at some point, and him saying, "Yo, what the fuck? You in the wrong apartment? Whatever, whatever." You had enough time to be like, "Oh shit." But you're you know also looking for something, though. You could tell you go in someone's apartment, wherever he was sitting. At. Was he on the sofa or something like that? Yes. Okay. You can tell it's not your apartment, though. Like, Listen, I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm over that. I'm over that part of the situation. What bothers me the most she of lied. this whole case is watching them hug her in the courtroom yeah. as if she was a fucking victim. Yeah, Ain't that much forgiveness in the world. The father, the father saying, hey, I want to be friends with you. 
Bro, that is some fucking, that is some slave Stockholm syndrome but shit, bro. I, I guess neither I want to be friends with you, Schultz. Neither of us were in the, neither of us were in the courtroom, right? Realistically, nobody in this room right now knows anything about that case. Let's be honest. All we know about the case is what we're told to know, which was these people are forgiving the woman that killed their son and brother. And we look at that as a sign of weakness. So that's forgiveness all, that's is one thing. It, right. But the yeah. hugs. I, yo, the father said, I want to be your friend. How yeah. the fuck? You want to invite the person that killed your son over for dinner? Hey, you I, gonna, I, I don't I don't think nah. I could do it. I, I don't think I could do it. Nah. Again, I don't know how I would cope with a crazy situation like that. That's the fuck. Maybe, up maybe, maybe it's people, by the way, once again. You know how we talk about Twitter and we yeah. talk about people making you feel like you got to feel a certain way? Yeah. Maybe they're not allowing themselves to feel. Maybe they're not allowing themselves to really go through their emotions. Maybe yeah. they're not allowing themselves to grieve. They're stifling it with forgiveness. They don't maybe. even know. Yeah, they don't know. They don't even know what they truly feel. They're just they're reading all the Bible scriptures. They're reading the affirmations sure. and they're reading to the positive quotes. And they're just like, OK, maybe if we just be positive, the sadness will go away. It won't. So, yeah, no, it that, won't. You're 100 percent because it's not bringing that man back. 100 percent be the case. I, I I don't know. I'm not exactly sure about it. I just I just know I don't know enough about the case. And if you're a fucking grieving person, I don't know how to tell you how to deal with that. I can't tell you how to grieve. And I'm not. I, by the way, this has this really has nothing to do with the family. Even though it's like, damn, I'm looking at the family like, wow, you know. But you don't think they were trying to get some pussy? Man, shut yes. up, man. This Stop. guy's so you stupid. You don't think a little bit... <laughs> you don't think a little bit that... that hey, going to jail. Why would she... White women will always be black men's kryptonite in some I'm places. just saying, they looking at her in on In some trial. places. She's coming in all done up, you know what I mean? She's in got some her hair places. ready. You know what I mean? She, they've been watching the trial for a few weeks or however long it is. Listen. Mind you, this happened last year, though, right? Does it, well, all I'm saying is that he knows she's going away for a while. She's going to want a little something right before. Really? I think white women crying makes everybody uncomfortable. <laughs> Say again. I think white women crying makes everybody uncomfortable. Makes me I think friends. exactly. That's why I say I don't think nobody's comfortable Sorry. when they see a white woman crying. No. When you see a white woman crying, you feel like you' about to get in trouble. Exactly. I forgive you. I forgive you. Yes, I'm sorry. Stop I'm, Stop sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm dead ass. When you see a when they saw yo look one of the bailiffs, the black woman bailiff was rubbing her hair to comfort her. And no, like was, my nigga, she was, she was brushing her hair. I didn't see the brush now. I saw her brush her hair. I didn't see all that. But I I saw her rubbing the hair. I'm like, this is the, she's killed somebody. You don't think she was brushing her hair like, listen, you're not going to need this. You could sell it to me. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think, you're not going to need this in jail. Why not? It's hair at the end of the day. It's nice and straight. You want India hair. India's hair is white. That's honestly how I felt. I felt, when I saw that, I'm like, that's some bullshit. But the judge. They using her for parts. (laughs) <laughs> no, now hold on. Now, 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 I'm gonna tell you one other thing I thought. Using it for the holes. One other thing I thought. I was like, we making fun of the brother. You know what I'm saying? We're not making fun of him, but we we judging the brother. I think they're Haitian, bro. They are Haitian. I think he might have just wanted to get get close enough to t- get a little hair. Get a little Voodoo doll. Hey. It's on. It's on, hey. baby. Low hug, Ooh. low. T- you gonna feel some give it to grandma. In that's it. Stomach. It's on, baby. Take a little, give it to grandma, son. You know I can't sleep on this. <laughs> grandma got that hand in pot. Oh, oh, the hardest ten years. One day. Oh, oh, hey, <laughs> hardest ten years of your life. You think we're gonna make this ten years harder for you? I'm just saying. 
just to play white devil's advocate. I forgive you, but the puppet won't. Hey. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Bro, it's a voodoo doll hustle. They knew exactly what they was doing. Can I the hug her? Time. Yo, I'm telling you, one of one of the OGs. And he didn't get the hair and he looked at the judge like, do what you need to do. No, one of the no, one of the one of the OGs <laughs> in the family. It, one of the OGs in the family said, Look, I just need you to get a little piece of her hair. And we, yeah. we could handle this sentencing. There you go. Oh, you thought it was 10 years. There you go. <laughs> the second she come out, the puppetry begins. It begins? That shit gonna be happening in jail. <laughs> she, gonna be, she gonna go mad in jail. Fat. Bro, she's gonna go. To she's going to real, go bro. mad in jail. Ooh. Watch. You're gonna hear a story in about a year or two. She's in a psychiatric uh, ward, and everybody's gonna be like, oh, now she's playing crazy because she's trying to get out. Mm-hmm. No. Little, little I'm telling you, maybe, maybe. If it's not that, then it's just plain, yo. You know, Stockholm syndrome. Okay, I got a wild little conspiracy for you. Talk to me. Okay, so, okay, here we go. I gotta be out of here in like five minutes. I think this will take three. Okay, maybe, maybe take a little bit longer, but maybe sure. All right, you know how they're telling us about aliens? Uh, yeah. Okay. So they dropped that video uh, where the U.S. Navy says, hey, the aliens exist. Not exist, but the UFOs videos were real. Yes. And they're, we don't know what those things are. They're unidentified flying objects. They might be UFOs. They might not be. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know how Trump started Space Force? Yes. I, was Trump the one that started that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. So it's basically like, we need a space force. We need a force we need Avengers. for... Thanos is coming. Something's coming. <coughs> Bob Lazar is on Joe Rogan podcast mm-hmm. talking about Area 51. All these things are kind of happening at the same time, right? There's all this Mars talk. Been right? going on. Been going on, but Years. a lot of Mars talk. We're talking I think about they, a real I, Mars bro, mission. Bro, I think they there. Okay, fair enough. And it's possible. Chilling. Do you think it's possible? And this is super conspiratorial. But the billionaires that run the world outside of United States, like we're talking about the billionaire elite class that yeah, really yeah, makes yeah. shit happen. Do you think they're like, look, we're far too divided. We hate each other too much. Instead of having a third world war where we all fight each other, should we fake an alien attack, convince all the people on Earth that there is an outside source that could threaten the United, not the United States, could threaten all the people on Earth. Ronald Reagan said that in the eighties. So, so he said that when he said he said he said he had a meeting with Mikhail Gorbachev, and he told him he said, "Look, man, you know we're so busy warring with each other, but we, what if we, we were faced with extraterrestrials?" Yeah. So you don't think that they could possibly fake another attack? They've already been planting the seeds of of UFOs. They've been planting the seeds of aliens. They've been planting the seeds of of us being out there in the world or other things being out there in the world. They fake an alien attack, and then all of a sudden, U.S. and Russia, and U.S. and the Middle East, and China, all of a sudden, we stop beefing with each other, and we start beefing with this fake enemy that's in the sky that they just invented. That, Is I'm, that a possibility? I'm not mad at that. that could, that's, that's definitely a possibility. Um, I thought about something yesterday, mm-hmm. and I think the reason that they're slowly but surely telling us about you know, UFOs and, and extraterrestrial, they're going to start telling us about extraterrestrials, and they're going to tell us eventually life exists, is because I think Earth is the least, bro. And the lease is running. I think the lease is up. We can't I think run it back. This is a fucking lease. I think that there's a power. There's powers out there greater than us. Life forms out there greater than us. And this is a fucking lease. They have given us, you know, 
all the tools we need to survive. Mm. They've given us everything that we need to thrive. Like, mm. they've given us everything. Everything that <clears throat> we could possibly have to be a functioning civilization all throughout the world, they've given it to this creatures called humans. I think the lease is up. That's why I think the earth is rebelling. That's why all that's climate change and global warming and all that shit like that. I think the lease is fucking up. And they come in to collect. So, that's my take on it. Who is they? Aliens, extraterrestrials. Oh, so you do believe that they're they're truly here and ready to go? I've always thought they were here. I've never, I never thought they were here. I've I thought always that they existed, they but not here. No, I've all I've always I've always thought they were here in some way, shape, or form. I've always thought that they've I've always thought they've monitored us in some way, shape, or form. I think that I, I think that they're very aware of us, but but where the most of us aren't aware of them. But the ones that should know in certain positions in, in the world do know that they, they absolutely exist. The people that know, know, and it'll be the right time. And it's to, funny because like I have these conversations with my boy Frosty all the time and we talk about, it's like, yo, it'd be impossible for them to travel X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, yo, the only reason you feel that way is because you're thinking based off... Human scale. Human scale. Yeah, yeah. These people probably so mother... They probably know how to travel time who ben, knows yeah you bend time bend yes, space and you're yes, talking about yeah, alien technology every, every yeah. time you find somebody who's Bob Lazier when he talks about the spaceships and how yeah. the spaceships are built and how they're they're built to almost like break the wind As he said it's like no, putting no, no, a bowling no. ball on a bed yeah to they use gravity to propel yeah. themselves yeah it's like, it's like they're bending the shit like yeah. clearly they're more advanced than us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so for me, it's like to sit back and think like, oh, well, now nah, it's not possible because we can't They're do it. They're not being Please. pushed through the sky. They're being like sucked through the sky. Yeah. He said, it's like, he said, if you put a bowling ball on a bed and how the bowling ball drops. Right. Exactly. So the, the drop part is in front of the ship. Boom. And the ship is being pulled into the drop. Boom. And that's why they can shift and turn at Boom. these amazing angles. Yeah. Uh, look, it's it's a it's an interesting time. We're aliens to somebody, bro. Oh, one hundred percent. And think about what we would do if we found some aliens. Yes, and it's but by the way, some people on another planet are like they only got one dick. Yo, <laughs> they can't believe. I'm serious. They probably got two and three dicks that they can change all the fucking Yo. time. Like, <laughs> like I'm telling you, people are so crazy. Like when when they talk about why aliens would be peaceful, you know, people people go, well, why wouldn't they just be peaceful? What's the big deal? It's like there was a point in time where humans were alien to each other. Like when Christopher Columbus lands yeah. on the Americas, do you think he came through peaceful? Like, yo, what's up? Let's have a picnic. Who is Trump trying to build the wall for? Illegal aliens. aliens. Oh, that's a hate word. You can't even say that anymore. What, aliens? $250,000 fine in New York. They'll say what? Illegal aliens. Get the fuck out of here. Swear to God, they just Google that shit. Oh, it's not real? That doesn't even make no sense. All right, last idea. Because Trump would be the, pers the person find the most. Why? Because he married one? Yo, by the way, <laughs> yo, by the way, you know what would separate aliens? Think about this. Go. You know what would separate alien species from all other humans? What if they just used all their brain power? What if they were capable of using all their brain power? That right there would make them a hundred times more superior than us. If they were capable of using their whole fucking brain. Right. Left brain, right brain. How, yeah. much, how, how much percentage of the brain do humans use, 10%. Chris? Imagine if we used a hundred. Imagine if you used a hundred percent of your brain. That right yeah. there makes you a superior fucking life form. Yeah. So they probably look at us like they only use ten percent of their so brain. So maybe they tapped into that. Okay. Here's here's the last one. Um, and the only reason I'm saying is because I thought of this fucking idea, and then it turns out it already exists. But I thought I had a billion dollar idea. I was thinking about how to save uh, retail, um, just because all these clothing companies are going out of business, mm -hmm. right? Because everybody's just buying shit online. So. What is that? You're looking at the story. Okay. 
So here, you know how they have filters that go on your face for like Snapchat or Instagram? They can actually sh change the shape of your face. It can mm -hmm. add like deer ears or rabbit ears or like eyes, et cetera. So what I was saying, the biggest, the biggest hiccup for me for buying anything online is I don't know how it will fit on me right. and how it will look on me, mm -hmm. right? So what I want to do is use that same filter technology to portray a shirt on your body. Yeah, you got to get married, bro. Wait for it. Put the shirt on the body, right? And then you can adjust the shirt size based to your body size. And of course, your phone would be able to tell exactly how big you are and the cut and size of that shirt. If you was married, you would know this technology exists. It already exists. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was, I know. I, I do for haircuts. You oh, but that has been existed with yeah, haircuts. The only problem with haircuts yeah. is that haircuts can't calculate how thick your hair is and the texture of your hair, right? right? But with clothing, it's all about the texture of the shirt, the thickness of the shirt, yeah. the pants, et cetera. So- I mean, I'm so excited by this idea. I call my my VC buddy who's like, who's, you know, he's in the game, you know, investing in all these companies, that kind of stuff. I, I got it. I figured it out. We developed this technology and then we licensed it to all the different clothing companies. And it turns out Amazon Echo already developed this Absolutely. fucking shit. Jesus. No ideas original, nothing new under the sun, baby. Ain't that smart? Like that. That's why, like, we think these motherfuckers are like invention with no, Google you know, and you, Amazon. They ain't that fucking smart. You no, know, they are smart. You know, but you know what? They're smart enough to do more than anything. What? Execute. No, no, I, lo I love execution. Execute. Don't get me wrong. I love execution. I'm just saying, coming up with the idea, like they get paid every single day to just think of ideas. And I thought of that when I got in a taxi on the way to uh, record yeah, yeah, flavor yeah, yeah, yeah. too. That's so why you should like, write everything down. Yeah. Write everything down, Schultz. Yeah. Everything. Treat it like it's your jokes, bro. Yeah, you're right. Treat your ideas like you treat your jokes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no idea or premise for a joke that comes in your brain that you don't document somewhere so you can go back and flesh that shit out. Yeah. I do that shit with all my ideas. I get an idea about anything. I write that shit down. I don't care if it's just like one line or something that sparked it. What write it down. You got some heat from me from this week? Oh, I definitely got some heat. Oh, what happened this no, week? I got some heat. What you got? I got, I got some heat. You got something? Can you I share? Some, I'll share with you off here. Oh, is that, is that spicy? Um, not really. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's really, it's nothing crazy. It's just some interesting things, but okay. the key is execution. Yeah, yeah. An idea ain't shit but, but, but a thought if you don't motherfucking execute 100%. on it. Like, who gives a fuck? I don't care about I, I don't care. By the way, I used to do that shit to little Duval all the time. Yeah, yeah, with the shirts. Duval, shit. you... Oh, so you're not going to put that on the t-shirt? I'm going to do it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but that puts a spark in him. I'm yeah. about to do the same shit to Killer Mike. Because yeah. Killer Mike got two good-ass quotes that he has not put on a motherfucking t-shirt yet. Will it kill your masters? Well, he, that's on a t-shirt. He got to kill your master okay. shirt. The other one is, um, I married a black woman. Most of my critics did not. Ooh. That's a motherfucking bar. Ooh. The other one is um. Damn, I just texted him that. What was the other one? Hold on, I tell you what the other one is right now. Hold on. That was the Mike. Man. Shout out to Killer Mike. Fucking treasure out here in these streets. Real talk. Oh, what was the other one? Killer Mike said. Oh, I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, by the way, if you get a chance, go listen to um, go listen to Ti and Killer Mike on T.I.'s new podcast, which is absolutely probably my favorite new podcast right now. I gotta do that. He hit me up about doing that podcast. You should do it, bro. I, I would love to. No, nah, that shit is really, time. really good. Damn, I can't find the quote. Where the fuck is the quote, man? I don't know. I'll find it later and tell y'all. But go listen to Ke go listen to Killer Mike on um, T.I.'s podcast, man, because I thought that shit was amazing. Good go combo. listen to Alex, jo Alex Jones. Alex Jones is wild or what? I'm one of those people that fuck with Alex Jones, bro. Yo, I'm not going to lie. I can't say who's, who said this, but uh, I, I have on, you know, authority, someone who I trust said that uh, he said 80% of what Alex Jones talks about is right. I'm going to tell you this. 
I told T.I. this. I was with T.I. yesterday. 80%. So, yeah, the day before. I said, Tip, let me tell you something. Minus 79. I believe everything he says about the government. You guys are wild, man. Bro, he's not saying nothing that black Israelites haven't been saying. Read Behold the Pale okay. Horse. I, I'm very familiar with Behold the Pale Horse. I think Horse. that you, no, in a, in a, in a lot Alex of shit Jones they try. got his start as a guy who was a, uh, an accolade of uh, the author of Behold the Pale Horse. He was showing up to Waco. When, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where he got to start. I, oh, well, he, yeah. He's well, t- you he know, sounds just like bring in. You should bring in Mark Jacobson, who just wrote the definitive book. That's about, my guy. About Behold the Pale Horse. Yo, and let's talk, bring in my guy. Alex Jones. talks a lot about Alex Jones in his new book. Let's bring in Alex Jones. Alex Jones is full shit. So please, by all Yo, means, Yo, Charlotte, let's bring in Alex Jones. Listen, I just have no problem Chris with it. Shit himself the entire time. <laughs> How are you going to say oh, that? Oh, you already <laughs> free. Act like it. That's the other slogan. You're already free. You're already act free. Like act like it. it. That should be on a t-shirt. Listen, I just think Alex be telling the truth about a lot of the shit that goes on in the government. Yeah, I can't speak on nothing else. I'm not talking about Sandy Hook shit and all of that, which they li- which he says they lied on him about. I don't know. He said he never said that. He said he never said that it was a false flag. He said he never said, never said it was fake. He said he never said that. I don't know if that's true or not. But all I'm saying is a lot of shit he be talking about when it comes to like the food industry and the way wars are started and why wars are started and who people work for and who's really controlling shit. I think he's telling the truth. And I'm going to tell you why else, I, why, else, why else I think he's telling the truth. He's doing a wild disservice Keep by going. giving this guy Keep Why going. would they ban him? Keep going. Why would they ban him? Yo, you don't get shut down for, for being wrong. Word. Why would you they ban him? You shut down for being right. Chris, oh they God. banned him, Chris. I'm talking about, they ban, how you, they ban you from YouTube, social media. Like, why are they trying to shut him up so much? Why? Yes, because he's, 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 he's not the only person out there saying wild shit. people are listening to him. But he's not the only one. Can't even say he's like, he's not the only person saying wild shit, bro. He's beyond wild. Chris has never listened. He's a performance listened. artist. He's Chris a, has a, never listened to a When was the last time you listened to Alex? Of course I have. Listen to Alex on Joe Rogan. No, 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 no. And listen to Alex on T.I. podcast. Please, please don't even enable this. He's never listened to a single interview. He's never listened to a single podcast. I don't think you have, Chris. He's never listened to a, read a single book or anything like that. What'd you listen to? I've listened to his podcast. Which I've, one? Which episode? I don't remember. Come on, bro. You ain't listening to shit. You know you're not listening to shit. You formed I your thought, opinion. No, 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 your opinion no, no, is what no, no, they no. tell you to think. I it's know, exactly yeah. what we were telling it, yeah. saying earlier. Yeah. Yeah. You, were, you were saying what I, they told you yeah, to think. I think Alex I Jones says a lot of bullshit and shit I don't agree with, but he also says a lot of shit where I think he's absolutely right. By the way, that's me with most people. I was just about to say most people would describe <laughs> you know their relationship saying? with you, you know that way. I mean? Exactly, that's me with most people. So I'm I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm listening to Alex Jones. Like, damn. And I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I'm just saying like that's a de- that's a great point. Or uh, like, yo, I need to do some research into that. Or uh, goddamn, that sounds like it could possibly be true. And once again, I don't think they're trying to ban and shut down the motherfuckers who aren't saying something they don't want you to hear. Exactly. Look, guys, you, come you, on. you formed an opinion about me. Please bring in Mark Jacobson. That's my guy. I know. That's what I'm saying. We've had Mark on before. Who wrote a really good book about William Cooper, who's the author of Behold a Pale Horse, who I wrote a very long article about about 15 years ago. I've done a ton of research into Cooper. Alex Jones is part of that scene. And so, 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 so do you agree with some of the stuff that's been in Behold a Pale Horse? I mean, I think there's germs of truth that... Uh, I mean, do I think the government's trying to conceal stuff? Absolutely, I don't doubt any of that. Okay, stuff. so I, I, I think. Uh, no, I, I mean, look. But when you when you listen to what Mark has to say, and Mark traveled to Arizona, he spent a lot of time around mm-hmm. the scenes. He interviewed tons of people. 
unfortunately, just a lot of it is complete fucking bullshit. And it might be, you know, it probably Cooper is. was a wild, out of control alcoholic who made up all sorts of shit. Ninety percent of that shit is fake. Alex Jones is essentially a performance artist who realized that he could say certain things that would get a rise out of people. And does that mean I don't think you should question the government? Absolutely not. I think the government lies about shit every day. Do I think that those guys revealed something or no, it's, it's, it's fucking bullshit. I'm going to sit, I'm going to sit here and say, Chris, I, yeah. I probably do tend to agree with you, but I'm yeah. going to also say, boy, that shit he's saying is entertaining. And I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. He sounds so fucking well researched. He sounds just here's a question. Yes. Is it possible that is it possible that anything any of the things he says are right? You said germs. I mean, is he talking about issues in the food industry and how it's being manipulated? Yes. Now, yo, yo, 90% of the shit he says is in Behold the Pale Horse, and I didn't even know that. So, I just I just said 90% that. 90% of Behold the Pale Horse is bullshit, unfortunately. Oh, okay. okay. I, okay. I, I wanted Behold the Pale Pale horse to be true. But Chris, okay. we don't know if but it's let's true. Let's go back. Let's go back. But so there's no, a there's I, a chance. I trust Mark. So there's a chance that there's a chance that some of the stuff he says is true. Or none of it's true. I would if I had to argue without having listened to every single podcast of his, um guessing the vast, vast, vast majority of his shit. So you don't think it's 60-foot praying mantis people at the border? I don't think they fucking faked a bunch of kindergartners getting killed. He I never he said he never said that. Okay. I don't know if that's true All or right. not. Um, but I, yeah, I don't agree with that. Know, I don't know why the fuck he had llamas in his studio the other day. You know, like llamas. He had some Michael Jackson thing. walked around with llamas all the he time. Nobody questioned it. Where he brought in llamas. The other why day. is the llamas the problem? <laughs> He's a charismatic performance artist, in my opinion. Michael Jackson had llamas, fucking bubbles, giraffes. Nobody said shit. Yeah, he's just trying to ball out, bro. All right, I mean, I'll let him you mad, I think, Chris, you mad you can't afford a llama, bro. Real talk. Right. That's what that shit sound like to me, Chris. That does. I'll let him breathe. But seriously, if he's somebody that you seriously... Yo, let's, we're bringing on Alex Jones. ...are interested in... Let's bring him on. You should listen to him on T.I. podcast. She oh, was very interesting. All right. I'll you listen guys will to tell me how it goes when he comes in. But what, if we start... bring T... what if we bring Alex and Mark in at the same what? time? Yeah, bring Mark in. You guys trust Mark, right? That's my guy. I don't know Mark. Mark's good. You know Mark, OG you know Mark. Mark, man. He did a, he did a, he New did York that. Writer. Yeah, he did the New Yorker piece on me back in the day. Oh, Mark. Mark. Yeah, no, Mark Jacobson. He literally just wrote a book about this. I'm, about I went, Alex Jones. I, we well, had Alex him on. Alex Jones is a character in it. Bill Cooper is the main feature. I went to his, you know, book signing at the Strand. Me and him had lunch. I've read the book. Like, we've had a lot of discussions about it. I'm not just throwing this shit out there. Like, I've actually done a fair And he's saying that Alex is making shit up. Absolutely. And he says Bill Cooper did too. Really? I don't know who Bill Cooper is. Bill Cooper's the author of Behold the Pale Horse. And Mark did a ton of research. He Look, went. What if Mark got paid heavily by the government just okay, to fucking well, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe throw Mark shit on their name so nobody listens to them? You don't think that happens? You don't think the government I has people working I'm for them? Pretty sure that Mark is not on the uh, payroll of the Dude, CIA. Dude, it's called controlled opposition. Come on, bro. That's Maybe. how it works. I don't think Mark doesn't describe me as that type of person, but yeah, it's possible. It, Some it people is. say that's what Farrakhan is. No way. Some people say, absolutely. I'm not. not saying that that's the case, but some people say, hey, the reason why he's allowed to say all this shit is because certain groups need a bad guy so that they can point at. They can be like, see, look, see, that I guy think Farrakhan's allowed to say all of this stuff because he's powered by God. Okay? Because okay? God will not allow anything to happen to the minister, and the government knows if they lay a hand on Minister Farrakhan, it will be hell to pay, and everything that's in Behold the Pale Horse will come fucking true. Okay? Listen, that's a lot of like them.
That's what Jeffrey Epstein thought. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, no. They need to get no, people no. out of there. They get yeah, people yeah, the fuck yeah, out yeah, of yeah, here, bro. Jeffrey wasn't doing nothing but fucking little girls and boys. Was he fucking them? Was he? No, he, he did that. that. That's the reason I... How crazy the is it only that, that story's listen, done? We don't the, even care. No, no, no. Talk about, but listen, the only reason Jeffrey Epstein is dead yeah. is because... And, and, and I don't want nobody to take it out of context when I said he was only fucking little girls and boys. What I yeah. meant by that is that is the way of a lot of those billionaires. That's why they killed Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah. They didn't want Jeffrey Epstein to be the motherfucking whistleblower. And do you know who probably would talk about that and probably been talking about that? Who? Chris? Alex Jones, Oh, Alex bro? Jones? I didn't hear Mark talk about that. <laughs> Shit, because Mark, Mark, Mark was on that island. No, and Mark might have been on that island. island bro. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, thank you, Ryan Holiday, for pulling up on us. I don't know where Dwayne is going to insert that in this podcast. We gave him over two hours today. Yo, my, my, I came late. I'm sorry, I thought we were recording at 10, so if it's a little out of order, we kind of start with us, and then Ryan's in, and then he leaves, yes. and then comes back, and I'm not there. But it and is we're, what it and is, we're sorry we're a day late, man. We've been running around. Um, I was in L.A. this weekend. Um... Just doing what I was doing. I'm, I'm on the way to Atlanta now. So we're going to name this podcast Lateness is the Key. Ooh. Okay? Lateness is the mm. Key. Andrew was in Australia. Yes. You're working, baby, but you Better know. Better late than clever. Hey. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. I, okay? <laughs> but uh, as always, if you listen to this podcast, you think we're smart, you think we're intelligent, you think we're brilliant, you're absolutely right. But if you think we're just if you think we're just a couple idiots who don't know shit and neither does Alex Jones, you're right too. It's the Brilliantest Podcast. Thank you for listening. And this podcast has been brought to you by BetterHelp. Whatever struggles you are facing from depression, anxiety, trauma, and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe, private, online environment. It's so convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions as well and chat and text with your therapist. And anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code IDIOTS. So why not get started? Simply go to betterhelp.com slash idiots and fill out the questionnaire to get matched with a counselor you'll love today.